and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching abo live thank y'all for being here you could be almost anywhere in the world but you're right here with me live on the show and i thank y'all for that if you enjoy the content if you enjoy what you're hearing in general please hit that like button and if you're not subscribed yet i don't know what you're waiting on but go ahead and subscribe right now as well uh, we got a, quite a few things happening all over the internet, all over television, all over the social media world. There's quite a bit going on. And again, thank you all for joining. All this noise about the vaccine. You got, you know, black women getting it first in the U.S. They're trying to market it, trying to say, hey, black folks, don't worry about all these uh, test trials being part of. They may have injured you recently, like in the 90s and the 2000s or the Tuskegee disaster that went on back in the 30s to the 1970s don't worry about that take the vaccine yeah we just wrote it out yesterday yeah you're gonna be basically a beta tester nobody don't know what the long-term effects are nobody didn't do any animal trials you're gonna be the animal trial but go ahead and take that vaccine okay and if you don't want to take it then you're an anti-vaxxer that's pretty much what's going on with that We'll talk about the vaccine. We'll talk about Abraham Lincoln. We'll talk about quite a few things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. If you enjoy the content, if you enjoy what I got going on, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please give me a thumbs up on the video. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. I most certainly appreciate it if you did. Alrighty, and we got quite a few things going on. Let me see what's going on right here in the chat. Uh, that's a good question. Bad Protocol says, is China vaccinating? Very good question. Very, very good question. Okay, uh, because that's where the epicenter of the virus was, right? Are they rushing the vaccine out to the people? Are they making them take it? Are they saying, no, you got to take it or you're anti-vaxxer? That's a very good question. I've not heard about them doing any kind of vaccinations, and I'm sure that they'll be right out in front. You know, they don't care too much. They don't care a lot about their people. They'll do pretty much anything. You know, this could have been a bioweapon. They just let get out to the people to see how it's going to operate. So they're not doing any kind of vaccinations. And they probably want to test it because if they were able to test it on their own people, then they could sell it to the, to the world. They're not doing it. So what's going on? There's already been episodes of people having um, injuries. You're talking about Bell's palsy and all other, uh, you know, types of injuries from the virus. So, I mean, I'm not really sold on it. You know, if you're trying to convince me to go out there and get this vaccine, you, you're having a hard time. You, you're having a really, really hard time doing it. I'm just I'm just not really for it. OK. I, I am just not for it. But they're marketing it pretty heavy. You know, I did a video about the black woman that got the, the vaccine. What was that? Um, in New York, Queens, New York. And, you know, it was all optics. You know, you got a woman, frontline worker, black, immigrant. And then it was another black woman that gave her the vaccine. And they did it all on camera. And then Cuomo's right there cheering them on saying, hey, you guys go out there and get it. You know, and then they had the black woman they were promoting who was part of the development team. That, you know, laid the whole thing out. But she even said that she hasn't gotten it yet. Um, Kismekia, she said she hasn't got it yet. 
So, okay, one of the people that helped develop it didn't get it yet. Talking about, oh, I don't want to be the first in line. What do you mean the first in line? Okay, there are plenty of people that got the vaccine as part of a trial, right? Human test subjects. So were they in front of the line or not? If you are the CEO of Pfizer, if you're one of the people that helped develop the vaccine, shouldn't you get it first? It's your vaccine. Why don't you take it and see what's going on with it before you give it to us? Oh, but it's not it's not for you to take. It's for us to take. Oh, okay, I get it. If anybody wants it, I say go ahead and get it. You know, I'm not trying to tell you don't get it. I'm just saying I don't want it. And I don't think that it's right to try and shame people over it. I saw a headline today that said um, Americans, more Americans, even black people are um, <laughs> warming up to the idea of the vaccine. It's like, what you mean even black people? Like we're not Americans too? This is on like a mainstream media outlet. It might have been BBC, C-SPAN, one of these places that was saying something like that. But, you know, I, it's, it's never a surprise when I see things like that, because that's that's kind of how they've been doing over the past few days, weeks, months, years. Really, that's that's how they operate. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. The, the, the marketing campaign is not, it's not working too well, you know, and then the lady that got the vaccine, the nurse. Uh, it was a Sandra Lindsay. I think that's her name. She got on TV talking about hopefully I'm an inspiration to those that are out there that are skeptical about getting the vaccine for the virus. It's like, why? <laughs> because because you black. What does I got to do with it? I don't care what color you are. You know, my concern would be how does the vaccine operate? I saw a story today on mainstream media where a lady um, frontline worker over on the West Coast got the vaccine. And then she got rushed to the ER 10 minutes later talking about she had a rash all over her body, uh, shortness of breath, all type of stuff. They gave her some type of anti-inflammatory and then she was all right. Now, my question would be, why can't I take certain drugs, HCQ, which are also kind of like inflammatories uh, or, or de-inflammatory, you know, anti-inflammatory medication? Why can't I take that? Why is that banned? And I think they reversed the ban on that anti-inflammatory or whatever HCQ recently. Like right after the election, they reversed that ban. Just like how Twitter, if you're on Twitter at all and you do a lot of retweeting and just general perusing, you may have noticed that they changed the retweet function to where you had to push the button a, a few different times in order to just do a regular retweet. But they changed that back to normal after the election is done. So if you had a story that was really important, that could potentially go viral. They were reducing the ability of the story to go viral because they did not allow you to have the regular retweet function. So it's like things that are abnormal as it relates to how communications are, are, are happening, how information is distributed is now back to normal after the election. You know, that's called election interference in my humble opinion, but hey, it, it is what it is. All right. But I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. Yeah, but the whole thing with the, the vaccine, no, nah, <laughs> I'm straight. Um, it's it's too early. It's way too early. You're talking about what they have, like um, like like I said, no animal. The the virus really first popped in the US like in March of this year, 2020. It probably was around in the U.S. back in November or December of 2019, but it really first popped as far as any kind of action from the government like in March.
So it's not even the full 12 months and you got a whole vaccine ready to di to distribute. I'm just not buying it. Not at all. And then they say, you know what? Um, no, no, no. They, 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 they don't talk about the long term effects. That's what I wanted to say. They don't talk about long term. They say it's safe, but they don't tell you about the long term effects because they don't know what long term effects are because we've not had long term to be able to study it. And long-term effects sometimes don't come about until way later, 20, 30 years later, or later in life. You never know what it's going to do to you. They're talking about long-term effects of even having the virus now, you know, because after they've been able to observe people that have it, and then they see, you know, it could be fatigue or other things that they get as a result of the virus that lasts for a long time beyond it. You know, how your lungs change, all that kind of stuff, all, all of that is part of long-term effects. So with the vaccine, how do you know what the long-term effects of that are going to be? You don't know. You've not had an ability, a chance to study it yet. All right. Now, with things like asbestos, that was declared to be safe. Asbestos is a natural mineral you can find right now. It's a natural mineral found in the environment. You can go outside, not just in your backyard, but you can find asbestos in the environment. It's a naturally occurring earth mineral you can find. But when you concentrate it in the way that it was and you put it on, uh, you know, ships and home insulation and coats and other places it was, it was very dangerous. OK, extremely dangerous to the point where now you see in commercials. Oh, if you were exposed to asbestos on a shipyard in 1975, well, you can sue for mesothelioma. So you got mesothelioma lawyers out there. You know, trying to help you get money 20, 30 years later after you already been exposed to asbestos and developed the disease. That's that's kind of how it goes. You have latent effects. There was a drug back in the day that helped with morning sickness of pregnant women. And then that drug, I forget what it's called, but you guys are smart. You guys know what it is. Let me know in the comments. It was an anti-morning sickness drug. And if you took it, a lot of kids that were born after that had missing limbs. OK, so if you see somebody that's like 40, 50 years old and they're missing an arm randomly or a leg or something like that, it could be as a result of that drug doing that to a whole generation of kids. You know, there was a very high risk of you being born with a missing limb because of that drug. There was another drug. It was a, um, a birth control drug. This was kind of recently, I think, within the past 10 to 15 years, something like that. Injure a lot of women, a lot of black women, too, because, you know, they say, hey, uh, black woman, you, you, you know, you single, you pregnant with a baby, you know, take this, um, take this shot and it can, you know, act as birth control. OK, there's no need for the pill or nothing like that. Take this shot and you'll be just fine. And I give it to you for the low. Uh, it's free with your, your, your Medicare or whatever to take this shot. And then you, you injure years later. There was a shot like that that caused women to have to, to grow uh, facial hair like it, the, the hormones of the body would change. And they didn't know it until years later when the effects revealed, when the effects presented themselves. So, I mean, I'm just not really for the experimental nature of it. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Philandamy, was that what it was for the um, the uh, um the drug that caused the missing limbs, it may have been. Yeah, it may have been that. Yes. 
So <laughs> somebody said, speaking about drugs, where it's Hunter, hilarious. But you guys you get what I'm saying. There's been plenty of uh, medications, vaccines, all kind of stuff that did not go the way that they were intended. That caused a lot of harm. So I'm not really trying to be the one that's out there just taking this stuff, not really knowing what it's going to do until years later. And the whole thing with Tuskegee, I may explain that right quick because Tuskegee, people sometimes, we, we talk about it, but we don't really say exactly what was going on. So some people may not know a lot about it. They may not have heard about it. They may have heard about the Tuskegee experiment in passing. They know that it was something that was bad done to black people by the government as far as like a medical research thing medical malpractice but i need to explain what that was right quick just so we're all on the same page with each other and if we're wrong you guys correct me please in the comments but the tuskegee experiment first of all um this whole thing about oh a black woman got the shot first and she took it first and she's the inspiration the tuskegee experiment took place at tuskegee university which is a black college all right so a lot of black people were instrumental in conducting the first experiment but the whole thing was they took like 600 or so black male sharecroppers from Alabama, real poor, destitute. And the, the story was, hey, you guys are poor. You don't have any money. Check it out. You, you, it'd be a medical trial, a six months medical trial. And we're going to give you free health care and we're going to treat you for syphilis. All right. So six month medical trial, you get free health care, you'd be good to go. Now, what ended up happening was that they did not get treated for syphilis, nor did they get actually shot up with it. They already had it. And what they were doing was not treating them intentionally. They were giving them placebos. They were giving them like fake treatments. Like they would come in with a, a, a clipboard and check off little boxes, not even really give them anything. No treatment for syphilis. And rather than six months, it lasted for 40 years. What after the funding was cut? What after they would say that penicillin could actually cure it or treat it effectively to the point where it wasn't even a thing anymore? Because the, the whole thing started in the 1930s and ended in the 70s. But right around 45 or so, they say, OK, here's penicillin. This works for syphilis. They did not give them that. The whole point of the experiment was to not treat them and to examine how syphilis will operate in your body untreated. So they were quite literally guinea pigs. They were lied to. It was six months at first, lasted for 40 years. And I think that it was somebody that had to come forward, a whistleblower or something like that, to put it into it because it kept going. The whole point was to just study what it would do in your body untreated. And they still do that now, but not quite the same way. Okay, they're going to give you a placebo because in the trial, they're, they're trying to figure out, okay, this person got the actual shot. That person didn't. We're going to see what the effects were on, on the person that got the shot versus the one that didn't. Because sometimes you may get a placebo. You may have a positive effect. You think you got the, you know, you got, you got a shot that's good. So in your mind, you're thinking that you're being treated, but you're not really being treated. But if your mind thinks a certain way, then you may behave a certain way. But in a Tuskegee experiment, nobody actually got any kind of treatment for 40 years. They were just studying people that were dying of syphilis. So that was the biggest um, medical malpractice, medical misconduct 
thing that ever happened in the history of the United States. So with that going on, and like I said, it ended in the 70s. It wasn't like 500 years ago. This is not like the end of the slavery. This is like the 70s. You know, when it ended, my dad was like a teenager. Matter of fact, my parents got married in the 70s. And I'm 36. And my parents were young when they had me. My parents were in their early 20s when they had me. So, I mean, you do the math. But anyway, so with that going on, we don't want the same kind of government promises. Oh, we, we give you free health care. And they're doing that now, too. Oh, we give you free health care. We'll give you the free shot. Heard it all before. I, I don't want the free health care. I don't want the free shot. I, I don't want your rush vaccine. I'm good money. That's my prerogative. You know, then I get labeled as an anti-vaxxer. Well, why am I labeled as an anti-vaxxer? What, what does I got to do with, you know, wanting to do a thing for my body that someone else does not want me to do? Meaning they say take the vaccine. I say no. That makes me wrong. My body, my choice, right? Whatever happened to that. But I digress. Oh, yeah. And the, and the HIV thing. Don't get me started on that whole situation. But yeah, the, the, the Tuskegee experiment, that should tell you everything you know right there. You know, the government gave you a promise. They broke the promise. And all the while, they knew what they were going to do. From the beginning, the whole point was to study you to see if, you know, what, 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 would, what would the effects be of having syphilis and having to go untreated? That was the whole point from the very beginning. You know, it's an underlying message. It's an underlying thing. It's an ulterior motive. So I'm good money. <laughs> I'm good money. Understand that's that's what I do, Andrew. That's right. Is that Al Capone died of syphilis? Well, there you go. <laughs> Is that gangster Ebonics? Um, well, I'm good money. Is that gangster Ebonics? Is that is that what they do when I drive by? Hey, I'm good money as I shoot you from my car. <laughs> Wow. So that's pretty much what it is. But what else we got going on? Oh, Abraham Lincoln is now racist. Abraham Lincoln is not a supporter of Black Lives Matter. Now, I saw this coming a long time ago. This is something I called right when the whole thing with the Confederate statues happened. I called it. I was like, OK, when you want to remove the Confederate statues and say these guys are racist, uh, they're anti-American, they should be locked away in the museum. I figured the next step would be. Abraham Lincoln. Well, first, it would be the slave owning presidents, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, anybody from that particular point in time that had slaves that was a president. They're going to cancel them as well. OK, they're going to cancel them. I figured that would happen. And we've already seen that. We've seen it with George Washington. You go to his university in D.C. named after him. They took his likeness off the campus. Okay, this is George Washington University. You're taking George Washington away from the university in Washington, D.C.? But I called it. Now, see, the, but the first step was easy for the left to take because it was a thing that wasn't really kicked back against too much because, oh, the Confederate uh, generals, they're racist, they're hateful, they hated black people, so get rid of them, who cares, so what? There wasn't a real big kickback to keep the Confederate statues around. I said keep them around because I, I knew what the end result was going to be. I saw it coming. I say if you remove the Confederate statues, everything will be gone. If you allow them to rewrite history in this way, they're not going to stop there. The so-called progressives are going to keep on going. They're always going to rewrite history. First, it's the Confederates. Then it's slave owning presidents. Then it's just white presidents. Then it's everybody. 
till there's, there's nobody left, and then they can put up whoever they want to put up. <laughs> Somebody said it the best. They said that they're going to change Lincoln, Nebraska to Floyd, Nebraska, as in George Floyd. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they already had George Floyd as like a time person of the year nominee, George Floyd. And it was crazy. They had George Floyd's picture on a potential cover of Time magazine as person of the year. And then it said like racial justice. You know, it, they're using it guys like a mascot. I'll talk about mascots a little bit later. They use them as a mascot for racial justice. Okay, a guy that was high on drugs that died, unfortunately. What was a guy doing anything racial? They're, they're making the internet, but I'll move on. So Abraham Lincoln is racist, right? Okay. And they said that he showed that he did not believe Black Lives Matter. We're talking about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, we all know where Abraham Lincoln's claim to fame is. Aside from being one of the best presidents ever in the history of the United States, his crown achievement, in my humble opinion, was freeing the slaves. He literally freed the slaves, black people. So how can you say that you think that he thinks black lives don't matter when he freed the slaves? <laughs> like he freed them. Now, the argument against him caring about the slaves or him being the argument for him being racist would be, well, he didn't care about the slaves. He only did that because he wanted to keep the union together during the war. And it does it doesn't even matter. He could have hated black people. He could have said, I hate black people out of his own mouth. But if he frees the slaves, guess what? Actions speak louder than words. So, I mean, what he did overshadows anything that you say that he said. It doesn't even matter. He freed the slaves. But to these leftist nut jobs, the same ones that said, let's um destroy all the confederate statues let's dig up nathan bedford forest out of his grave and remove him from a public square they 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 tried to do that okay did it work or not i'm not really sure did they dig him up you guys know if, uh, if that happened or not let me know in the comments but it was the same people that said that now they're saying abraham lincoln is racist and then they were talking about um the homestead act and also um his part in the trail of tears because although the trailer tears did not get started by him, they were saying that he um was president when some natives got resettled. I'm not sure if that's true or false, but as far as the Homestead Act, the whole the whole point behind that was to expand the United States beyond Mississippi River. They give you 120 acres. You could apply to get 120 acres, go out there, cultivate it, improve it, basically fortify the land to expand the country beyond just where it was at. In the south and some parts of the north, east, the Mississippi River. That was the whole point, to expand it to the west. And they're saying that's racist because blacks didn't really get that. And also, uh, natives were out there, so they would fight with natives sometimes, and they were trying to settle some of these lands. So for that, he's racist, and you got to take him away from the high school. You got to rename the school altogether, okay? So it went from Confederate generals to slave-owning slave presidents to the president that freed the slaves but wasn't quite woke enough now you got people like Woodrow Wilson and others being canceled because they were tied segregation back where I'm from or part of where I grew up in Portsmouth Virginia that they're trying to rename three schools now if you guys know about um if you guys know about Portsmouth or seven cities at all you know Hampton Road 757 you know Portsmouth is pretty much a ghetto the entire city is pretty much a ghetto. People are leaving. 
It's not much there. It's the worst. It's like the the poorest city in the seven cities. And I grew up part of my life there, right? And it was a ghetto back then, but it's worse now. So they're going to spend $500,000, half a million dollars to rename three schools, a high school and then two elementaries. And I think they're going to rename Woodrow Wilson, James Hurst and John Tyler. Now, I went to John Tyler when I was a kid, kindergarten and first grade. Nobody cared about that name. Nobody knew who John Tyler was. Nobody cared who John Tyler was. You know, all I knew was that this is right in my neighborhood in Waterview. And my friends are there and I can eat snacks at lunchtime. And that's pretty much it. Did I care about anything else beyond that? No, I didn't. Why should I care? Nobody cared about that. My, my, my mom, my dad didn't care. Teachers didn't care. Nobody cares. But now you got to spend 500 grand in the ghetto. All right. Violent ghetto. Uh, people getting shot and killed every single day. Rob, burglarized, home invaded, drugs everywhere. All of that going on. We got to spend 500000 on renaming the schools. Now, I'm sure that ghetto, which has not had $500,000 to just spend willy-nilly, can spend that money a little bit more wisely. But you, you got to be woke and you got to cash in on wokeness because my question is, where's the money going? 500000 where's the money going to rename three schools? You know, two elementaries getting 10000 apiece and the high is getting like... Four ninety thousand. <laughs> so why does it cost ten thousand to rename an elementary, but about four hundred ninety to rename a high school? Like, what's going on with that? It, it's crazy, but hey, it is what it is. So now the whole thing has become a grift, as the cool kids say, and and then what y'all say it's become a grift. Now it's become a, a money grab. So we're going to say that Abraham Lincoln is racist. That um, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, James Hurst, John Tyler. Um, next to be Martin Luther King. That's next. I, I guarantee you, they already took down um, Frederick Douglass statue somewhere in New York. They already did that. So the next person is going to be MLK. So the very same people that say that Abraham Lincoln was racist, who actually freed the slaves, are now going to tear down MLK statue because he wasn't radical enough. That's going to be next. Mark my words. I, I called the whole thing. With the Confederates, I was like, oh, they're going to go uh, slave owning presidents. Then they're going to go not woke enough presidents. Next is going to be MLK. He wasn't. He was too soft. Uh, Malcolm X is better. That's next. So, hey, I'm not mad at it. Uh, shout out to Big Sean for the super chat right here. Who says, ABL, did you see BLM is upset because President elect Biden and his team are ignoring meeting with them? We tried to warn them. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, we said it. I mean, he said it. It wasn't even just us that said to BLM and, and the black folks, the black woke folks that Biden was no good. He said it out of his own mouth. When Charlamagne the guy from the Breakfast Club asked him about some black stuff, he was like, hey, man, look, don't even worry about that. Um, vote for me or you ain't black. I'm paraphrasing a little bit as far as all of the words that he said. But the whole thing about you ain't black did come out of his mouth. He said that. So when he said that, you should have known right away that it wasn't going to be anything more than what you're getting right now. Okay. And how are you going to try to meet with the president afterwards, after you vote for him to then give your demands or to give a request? You do that beforehand. You don't, you don't negotiate from the back. 
you don't sign the deal and then try to negotiate the terms of the deal. It's like, nah, you already signed it now. Why should I do anything? The deal's already signed. You went out there, you voted, you said I should be the president. Okay. Now that you might have it, what? What you want? I owe you nothing because check it out. If you're Joe Biden, don't do anything. <laughs> There's no reason to do anything. There's no pressure on you from the black community to do anything. You can just pretty much coast. All you got to do is say Trump's racist, orange man bad, and you got it. That's it. That's all you got to do. No promises, no, no solutions, no nothing. And as a matter of fact, you can't even get the guy to do things that are not going to harm you. This whole thing with defund the police. He should put just the, the kibosh on that right away. He doesn't want to say it right now before the uh, Georgia election, but he does want to do it. You can't even get him to say that he's going to block any effort to do it. All they're saying right now is that we can't say it because it's going to hurt us in the election. But you should require him to say, hey, we're not going to defund the police. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a federal thing where you can't defund the police. It's where you can't hurt the police, where you can't, quote unquote, divert funds from the police and send it over there. Because those things hurt the black community when you defund the police. All right. So it's not even about having them do things for us. It's about having them not do things that are going to hurt not just us, but everybody in the country. High taxes, all this and that, that's going to hurt everybody. See, I'm a guy that kind of wants smaller government. I don't really want the government all in the way. So when the government does things like reduce regulation, or reduce taxes, just reduce their presence in my life, that's the best thing you can do. You know, if you want to get my vote, promise less intervention in the government from, from, from the government in our lives. Promise less overseas intervention. And you already got Biden talking about, are we going to bring in some of these hawks in the cabinet who want to do overseas intervention? I don't want that. I don't want big government. I don't want government uh, all in my life or in the lives of other people around the world. I don't want it. And I don't want a, a loose border letting every time they can hear you across. You know, and people that are ignorant don't understand what the border is all about. They think it's about Mexicans and you know, you're racist, you don't like Mexicans or whatever. First of all, um, I think they caught 400,000 people in one year during Obama's term from 145 different countries. 145 countries out of, I think it's 193 countries total on earth. 145 countries. And more than that, we're able to get through the border. You found a Syrian at the border. You found ISIS at the border. With the prayer mats, all of that, you found you found a white Canadian at the border, at the, at, the, at the Mexico border, because it's easier to get through Mexico than it is Canada to the U.S. as an illegal alien. You see what I'm saying? So it's not about race or country of origin. It's about just trying to keep the country secure. You don't want terrorists, narcos, or anyone coming in illegally. My door is locked. My front door is locked because I don't want anybody to come in that shouldn't be there. I don't care. You're just a lost kid. Don't know where you at looking for your mommy. Or if you're a home invader, I don't want anybody in my house that should not be there. If you want to come into the house, knock on the door, ring the doorbell. I come to the door. I let you in. And that's how it goes. But you can't just waltz in my house. The same thing with the border. The same people that say they want open borders and they don't want to have the wall be built, got all kind of walls around them. Joe Biden, prime example, you want to have a wide open border, yet you get Secret Service agents, 
you got a wall around your house. And if you go to the White House, that's a different story. I'll talk about that in a minute. But if you go to the White House, you're going to have a big wall around that. Security, roof snipers, all that good stuff. Now, speaking about Biden, have you guys seen him recently? He had kind of a, I won't say it was a health scare. I won't say it was that, but I will say this here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna, show, I'm gonna show you a headline. I, I'll read it to you as well if you're not if you're not watching this live on the video. But I'm gonna read this headline to you, and I'm gonna show you the headline, and then you let me know if you believe it or not. If you think that this is a factual thing that he's saying or not. Okay. Let me see if I can get it up right quick here. All right, there we go. So Joe Biden had a little speech where he was coughing. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to play it right quick so you guys can hear it. But um, the headline says, Joe Biden says he has, quote, bit of a cold after coughing during speech. <laughs> now, do you believe that it's a cold or is it something else? I mean, you tell me. I heard that um I, I heard that there was a, a a reporter that traveled with them that had the virus that popped positive recently. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on with that. Let's play the video though here. On this battle for the soul of America, democracy prevailed. We the people voted. Faith in our institutions held in America. Politicians don't take power. People grant power to them. The flame of democracy was lit in this nation a long time ago. And we now know nothing, not even a pandemic or an abuse of power, can extinguish that flame. The court sent a clear signal to President Trump that they would be no part of an unprecedented assault on our democracy. So is it a cold? I mean... Okay, I got questions. And first of all, okay, use your elbow, sir. This is not very good um, protocol right here. He's coughing right into his fist. Use your elbow, sir. That's not very hygienic. I was told you got to wear a mask. And if you got to cough, you know, use your elbow. Don't cough right into your hands because you got germs in your hands and you touching stuff and it can live on surfaces. Come on, sir. Let's get it together. But if he's a masketeer, meaning he wears... He has a mask everywhere, tells you to wear a mask. He has all this, you know, little regimen to keep himself nice and safe and secure. All this, that, and the third. He's not doing big crowds, socially distancing. He's doing everything to prevent the virus, right? Shouldn't that also prevent the cold? I mean, shouldn't it be the same way? Because the cold is also a coronavirus, ain't it? So how you catch a cold, but you don't got the virus? When the virus seems to be the only thing that's going on. Okay, you, you cough one time, you go to the hospital, you get tested, oh, you got the virus. <laughs> go, go to ICU. So I'm saying, I'm not saying what he has or what he doesn't have. I'm no, I'm no um, physician. I'm no person that can really diagnose him. I'm not a doctor like his wife is a doctor, allegedly. I'm just saying, does it make sense? Is it a cold or something else? You tell me. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe anything anymore. If if Biden or anybody in the media says something, I don't believe it anymore. I believe nothing. You know, I, I'm everything I see. I'm a skeptic instantly right away. You know, he tells me that it's sunshine and I'm going to say it's raining. I'm going to think that it might be raining because he tells me something that I know is probably false. 
You know, I don't believe lies anymore. Now, here's my question. Um, do you guys think that this is a precursor to what could be coming? Like they're talking about uh, Hunter a lot all of a sudden after the election. Okay, before the election, I had a story. I had it right here on the channel. I told you guys in a few videos about Hunter Biden in the laptop in China and Ukraine and Moldova and Romania, etc. I told you guys about that. They they try to block me on Twitter. They try to block me on Facebook. All this and that. But we had the story. Now the story's confirmed about Hunter and a laptop. That's confirmed. Eric Swalwell, same thing. Chinese spy. Are, are the walls kind of closing in on Joe? Is the plan to make Joe look like he's you know something's wrong with him? He might have the, he might have the virus. His son, you know, crackhead, falling money. The, the bag man. Is it to get him out of the way, meaning Joe Biden, and to put Kamala Harris in there? Is was that the plan from the very beginning? I mean, people were saying that from the beginning. They were saying Biden is a placeholder. Like weekend at Bernie's, he's pretty much like a dead puppet. It just like you know, get him through the election. So then they were trying to get him in there, trying to finagle it to where he could win allegedly, and then put Kamala Harris. Is that the plan? That's what it seems like to me. Maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, sh shout out to uh, Doctor, um, Doctor PhD, medical physician, pastor, reverend, uh, whatever title she wants, Jill Biden. Let's see if she can fix this man's cold or properly diagnose him at all, which I doubt. Okay, now, what's she a doctor of? Education? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's so silly. All these honorifics for no reason. All right, but thank you all for being here yet again. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys for doing that. Oh, Lizzo. Let's talk about Lizzo right quick. I did a video about Lizzo earlier this year. And I did a video today. I'll put it out tomorrow, though. I kind of I kind of recorded it a little bit late. I had no time to put it out today. I'll put it out tomorrow. But my video about Lizzo, you see tomorrow, basically, they're reverse fat shaming Lizzo. Now, you guys, if you don't know who Lizzo is, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll put it on the screen right quick. Um... And she is a recording artist. Um, she had a song called Truth Hurts. I think that was pretty much her only song. One Hit Wonder, I don't know. And the only reason why I know about that song is because I was in Virginia last year. And I had a rental car. And I'm riding around listening to the radio. And every two minutes on the radio, they play that song, Truth Hurts. That's the only reason why I know what the song is. But here's Lizzo right there on the screen. In the center, this looks like repurposed patio furniture that she's wearing as a one-piece bodysuit. You understand? So um, she's a big woman, real big. I'm thinking at least about 300 pounds. I see Reggie White right here in the offseason. You understand, like, when she's not working out and getting in football shape, football weight, this is off-season. I'm eating chicken wings and hamburgers. I ain't doing no two-a-days, no cardio. I'm just on the couch chilling, you understand? She's 5'11 and big like that. I'm 6'3", weigh 215, and you see that I'm, I don't look like that. So, she's not that much shorter than I am, 
She's got to be close to about 300 pounds. You, know, you, you put it right there on the line, she could open the lane up for a half a decent running back. If you put uh, the second string guy back there, he might get about five yards. He might get about five yards off the line. But anyway, she's a big woman. And I think the reason or a big part of the reason why she's very popular is because she's overweight. Okay. And if you're getting triggered about fat jokes, don't get triggered. I used to be fat too. So I can do it. And I'm black, so it's not racist. But anyway, <laughs> um, that's a big part of the reason why she's popular because she's fat. And companies are using her as a mascot. And she even said it. Lizzo even said it. She was saying that the whole body positive thing is becoming commercialized. Of course. And she's a commercial, whether she knows it or not. They're using her in, in ads to push products. They're, they're putting her on um, pretty much everything because it's a few things going on. They can say that they're not racist. They got a black woman. They also can say that they're body positive. They're not fat shaming. And they're accepting the people. They're tolerant. So they got this lady that can push whatever kind of product you needed to push. All right. Now, they won't get her to push no exercise bikes or uh, Weight Watchers. They should, but they're not doing that. But I digress. Anyway, she decided to go on a diet. She went on a juice cleanse and she got attacked by the very same people that attacked others for attacking her because of her weight. All right. Now, she put out a statement about this and she said, basically, hey, you know, during this whole thing with the virus, I've been at home eating a lot of foods that I probably shouldn't have been eating eating real spicy foods and my stomach ain't really right. So I'm trying, I'm trying to just look out for myself and be more healthy and feel better. So I went on a juice cleanse uh, on a juice smoothie cleanse. Right now they're attacking her for, um, promoting diet culture. And it's like, what promoting diet culture? Lizzo is way too big. I think she knows it. Okay. If you are five foot 11 and 300 plus pounds as a woman, or as anybody really, you need to take care of yourself, period. Because you got the virus going on, right? And what do they say are the, the top factors about the virus that can get you, that, that, that can cause the death or, you know, serious complications. If you got comorbidities, you're talking about obesity, heart disease, diabetes. The very thing she might be dealing with right now is what can cause you to have issues with the virus. So she doesn't really want that. Anytime I see somebody young that dies from the virus, they're almost always obese. So this is a health issue. I don't care how she looks. I can make jokes or whatever, and that's fine. I was fat too. I can make fat. I can, you know, joke about me. It ain't no big deal. But it's not even about how you look. It's about your physical health. You know, being able to survive and have a long and productive and happy life. And she's being fat shamed and reversed for that by these Twitter trolls. But it's the, you know, that's just what you get because when you come out and you build this whole narrative about being body positive and, you know, I'm not skinny and I, I hate skinny women, all this, that, and the third. When you come out like that and you try to now kind of go back a little bit, then all of a sudden it becomes, oh, well, you're, you're, you're rolling against this now. You're not part of the clan anymore. You're not part of the, uh, you know, uh, the supersized crew clan anymore. Now we got to attack you. But hey, that's, that's part of the whole cancel culture. 
it could turn you in an instant. You might want to use the cancel culture sword as what can propel you to the top. But that same sword will come and attack you when you try to kind of go against the grain a little bit. When you when you part of this little clique, this little group with with no ability to think for yourself like the left generally is. At the moment you think a little bit different, then it's a wrap. OK, and you can still be for the same ideas you had before. But just one little change, like, hey, maybe I'm about 500 pounds. Um, I need a smoothie. My stomach hurt. Then they want to say something's wrong with you. It's crazy. But it is what it is. Hey, somebody might want Lizzo. Hey, that's fine. Like, somebody might like the the, the real beat. I'm not, I ain't, no, I ain't judging nobody. You know, I, I knew a dude, and shout out to him. I ain't, naming no, I ain't naming no names. Nobody that's, you know, popular. But somebody back in, somebody back in Virginia. I used to work with him when I was like 2021. Um, he was a small dude. He he looked like um probably about Mayweather size, Floyd Mayweather. Five, 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 six, hundred and forty pounds soaking wet, right? Now his wife, on the other hand, I'm talking about triple his size. But they've been together for a long time, got a whole big family kids. I ain't hating. That's what he likes. You know, <laughs> it's it's fine. But the question is, are you healthy? That's what matters. The appearances, the looks are irrelevant to me. I, I'm not here to judge you. How do you feel on the inside? Are you healthy? Are you? Do you have everything in order? That's what matters. And you could be somebody that appears to be fit, but is not fit internally. So that's very important. Diet, exercise, all that good stuff, eating right, drinking right, that's very important. But I digress. I don't want to preach. <laughs> I can't do no BBW. Lizzo's BBW. I can't. That's that's too, you know, because I'm 6'3", 215. She's about a good almost six foot, 300. That's that's a wrestling match. And I'm not trying to be in there wrestling. I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, MMA, uh, grappling. I'm, I'm straight. I'm good. So no, no, thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's not really the wave right there. You know, I ain't trying to play football no more. I got bad knees anyway, but I digress. Thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And also, if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, but go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you do so, click the bell so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All righty. And... We got super chats on deck. Then we got super chats on deck. I'm going to read those right quick. And then I'm going to get to the calls in a little bit. Hold on. I'm going to read some of the show right here. I'm going to read some of the um, the chat. Let me see. Her best song was Tempo. I have no idea. All I know is True First. I'm not really a new music follower anyway. So if she's like real popular, I wouldn't know. Like I, I didn't know who Harry Styles was. Remember the whole thing with Candace Owens and she was saying how let's let's bring back masculine men, which is a real thing. We got to bring back masculine men. And I think Harry Styles had this photo shoot where he was in a dress on a cover of a magazine. I had no idea who that was. You know, I got some of the young kids out there. They would know. But I don't know. I'm just out of the loop. I'm, I'm listening to old um, old rap and old rock like from the 90s. I don't even really, you know. Now, there was a picture of, well, it was a video of Sasha Obama, but it was a picture of her that was fake, but the video of her was real. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Let me see. Hold on. 
<laughs> yeah, your questions in the chat about Lizzo are crazy. All right, what else we got going on? Crystal Reagan says every president has to get a physical. What I've seen, this man no way can pass a physical. What do you think, ABL? He's not passing the physical. I, if he does, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised to see what kind of hoops he had to go through to be able to pass physical. Speaking about Joe Biden, the guy's not well. I mean, we saw that during the election. So, I mean, can he get to the inauguration? I don't know. It's going to be a challenge. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks for sure. Oh, hey, the, the smoothies are going to be rocking. Like, she put out the whole thing about smoothies, and it's going to be a big thing coming out. They're going to say, okay, I weigh about 800 pounds right now. I'm 600 pound life. I'm a guest star on the show. I can't even get out my front door. So I'm going to drink this smoothie and it might go away. If anybody wants to lose weight, I lost weight before. I lost about 80 to 100 pounds before. If you want to lose weight, your diet is number one thing. If, if you're eating three meals a day, full of carbohydrates, bad food, three times a day, you're eating way too much food. Unless you are a construction worker or some kind of high intensity job where you move a lot i'm talking about like lifting heavy weights all day like you you lay bricks for a living or you dig pipes underground and you get in hot and you sore every day your back hurts all this and that unless you're doing something like that three meals a day is too much i say cut it down to two meals a day and then try one meal a day that's what i did and i was able to just you know uh cut everything down and it wasn't unhealthy to do it your body gets used to eating at a certain time and also eating a certain amount of food at a certain time. And once you get your body accustomed to not doing that anymore, then you won't need to do it anymore. You know, you may feel hungry at a certain time, but are you hungry? Or is your body just saying, hey, we need to eat right now because we always eat right now. Like I timed it to where I have lunch right around one o'clock. That's my biggest meal of the day. And I eat probably about one and a half meals a day. And right around lunchtime, my body's like, yo, it's time to eat. And then when I eat my meal, I'm good. I don't need to eat anymore, really, because my body knows that's, that's time to eat. And I'm 215, six foot three. So, you know, I, I've not, I'm not a small guy at all. So you don't need three meals a day. So if you're trying to eat, if, you, if you're trying to lose weight right now, reduce your calorie intake, reduce the meals that you eat every day. Three meals a day is too much. So that's some friendly advice that I took for myself. And if you're listening, Lizzo, if you're watching this, Lizzo, you can do that, too. The, the juice smoothie and all that, that's fine. You can, you, can, you can go to Starbucks, do whatever you got to do. That's fine. But if you're eating, you know, eight corner chins a day and all the uh, 7-Eleven uh, Reese's cups, like trees, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, them little trees in 7-Eleven that are Reese's cups. If you're eating them every day, all day, you're not going to lose any weight. You're going to maintain that the NFL football player out of shape size, but I digress. 115, I'm 215 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to show you a picture of me. You, you wouldn't even recognize me. I look like, like right now I'm like basketball player size. But back then I was football player size. 100%. Okay. Oh yeah. Hey, you, you, hey, you got to die one day. That's right. You, you right about that. Uh, <laughs> butt sniper. That's funny. But do you want to live a good life or a bad life? I don't know. All right. Super chats on deck. I'm going to get to those right quick. 
shout out to Eric Barnes Marsh who says, my president-elect is Alan West. Shout out to Alan West. Big fan. Oh, yeah, no dinner. That's what I want to say before I get to Super Chats. If you're trying to lose weight, the worst thing to do in the world is to eat food at night. Do not eat a meal at night because all you're going to do is go to bed after that. And you're not going to use that. You won't, you won't use the calories at all. All you're going to do is just lay on those calories and it's going to accumulate. See, I have my meal like right around midday because I use it. I'm, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm doing things during the day. I use that energy throughout the day. Like right now, like when I do my stream, I've not had a meal or anything to eat since one o'clock. And it's nine o'clock right now and I feel fine. I feel great. I got my water right here is all I need. Okay, that's it. That's how it goes. So dinner is not a good thing. To eat food late, like eight o'clock, that's the worst thing to do because you're going to go to bed at 11 or something like that or 12 or maybe even earlier. So all you're going to do is lay on it. The worst thing, I, I've seen people, I've seen somebody that was real big and they ate an entire lasagna to the face and then went straight to bed. That's, that's, the ter that's terrible. Don't do that. Do not do it. All right. But I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole right now. But I'm, it's friendly advice. I took the advice myself and it worked. So I'm just giving you free jewels right now. All right. Matthew Phillips says, ABL, turn these socialism dollars into freedom books before my glorious leader, male feminist first. <laughs> um, Blackface prime minister, Justin Trudeau, Castro wasted away on this great reset. Hey, you know what? I might do that, man. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. Shout out to Hyperspace Ace for becoming an ABO supporter. And he also says, I still have hope that Trump will win. What are your thoughts on his chances? I don't know. It's getting less by the day. But I don't know. Anything can happen. Um, I say just, all, all we can do right now is just kind of wait and see. And then, you know, for the future, you got to keep an eye on elections and fraud or anything that can happen as a result of fraud. I felt like we got kind of comfortable and didn't think that they would do this fraud. I think there was fraud last time, too, and there needs to be a more concerted effort to eliminate any kind of fraud going forward in the future. And by there's, there's, there's ways we can do it that are all above board and legitimate. And I'll leave it at that. All right. Let me see. Matthew Phillips says, referring to your latest video, do you think the black community forgot or know about Tuskegee experiment? Um, a lot of us know about it. Like, there was a poll they put out on MS-13 DNC that said that confidence about the vaccine was lowest in the black community. It, it, it was, um, I think it was whites, Hispanics, and blacks. We were the lowest as far as vaccine confidence. So we know about it. We definitely know about it. Um, some of us don't know, but a lot of people don't know in general. Like, if, if you zoom out, I think that more blacks know about the experiment than anyone else. But a lot of people in general don't know about it, if that makes any sense. But I digress. DK says the vaccine was rushed, but when lefties were criticizing it for being rushed under Trump, the right thought they were being science deniers. I'm not crazy about it, but I should. We have no trust. Thank you to Matthew Phillips, who says, would you go on Tim Pool's podcast? Of course, I go on Tim Pool's podcast. Yes. Say, let's do it. Shout out to Leo Mazzino, who says, like the flu vaccine, are they going to change it every year? Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Um, they're probably going to change it. Yes, because this one right here might be kind of a beta test. 
and they're gonna try to improve it and make changes to and to you know make it better. Shout out to Tony Patino for the donation. Oh, and Fauci, your man Fauci already came out on TV and said, "Hey, if you have a history of allergies, don't take it." History of allergies. So what? If I'm allergic to peanut butter, milk, um, cats, dogs, don't take it. Oh, okay. It's pretty broad. I may be. I may have an allergy to a thing I might not even know about, because you may not have been exposed to everything you are allergic. You have an allergy to. You know, you got you got to go to a clinic to diagnose your allergies to see what you are allergic to. So it's like, how do you even know if you have an allergy or not? You might not even know. You take that vaccine, have an adverse reaction. They say, oh, well, you had an allergy before. But how am I going to know that? So how about I just lay off and let somebody else do it? Not me. Thank you to Ashley, who says Mary McLeod Bethune had dealings with Margaret Sanger. Thomas Jefferson helped write French independence docs, keep statues up. Yeah, keep everything up. Everything. I don't care if it's good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it is, keep everything up because we got to have that history be there. History is not about being good or bad. It's about history, period. Keep everything up. Thank you to A Rapport for your uh, Superman emoji donation. Thank you to Wolfgang Dial who says, since they're contesting electoral votes alongside official electoral votes, the president-elect is disputed until January 6th. Thank you to Big Sean who says, Abia, hey, did you see that BLM is upset? Oh, I read that one already. Thank you to your mother was a hamster. Funny name who says, come on, man. BLM are just a bunch of uh, dog-faced pony soldiers who fell for the malarkey. Stupidity should be painful. Stupidity should be painful. Uh, let me see. Shout out to Dylan Z who says, the only time mainstream media said obesity was a, com a comorbidity was when Trump had the virus. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. All oh, day they, they really push it then. Trump, who is morbidly obese, and then they let what's the name say that they let um uh what's that uh, uh uh Pelosi said that on TV morbidly obese she said and then the media played it and then they retweeted it they reposted it they said it again on their airways. But then when it comes to anyone else, oh no, this is body positive and this is a good thing. All this that and the third, it's crazy. They put it in their marketing campaigns as being the okay thing and, you know, fine to aspire to be like. But then when Trump had the virus, it goes away. You see, the left, they show you their true colors when they want you to see them. Normally, they don't show it. But when they want you to see it, oh, they show the true colors. You know, they say that your best friend and not racist until you do something wrong. Then all kind of N-words come out, all kind of stuff. That's how they operate. I've seen it time and time again. It's the same old song. All right. Shout out to Matthew Phillips, who says, is Lizzo going far right because she's dieting? Hilarious. Shout out to Talix, double the one who says, I have a friend who likes to date large women. We call him the whaler. I know the same friend. I know the same friend. You know, this guy's about 100 pounds himself, but his lady's about, you know, quadruple his size. That's your prerogative, sir. I can't do nothing with it, though. Um. Let me see. Shout out to Enzo who says, hashtag Quantanamo Joe. Shout out to Julian who said, I'm a Mexican brother. You come to my house, you're going to eat two meals in one sitting. Do you drink? <laughs> well, I don't drink, but I take some of them. Uh, 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 what, what they call them? I forget. It, it, it come on a plate. I, I know the tacos. I forget the other one. It come on a plate with like the rice 
on one plate, the beans in another. I forgot what it's called, but whatever it was I had when I was in El Paso, oh, delicious. Shout out to Bearbait who says, ABL, you're trolling me. Yesterday, I tried to buy the hat you have on in red, but it was unavailable, so I got black. Quit trolling. Oh, and hashtag MAGA. <laughs> Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, it's holiday season right now. It's getting crazy with some of these, uh, with some of the merchandise um, distributors. They kind of run a low on stock. And you still got the virus going on, so they might shut some stuff down. Thank you to Lewis from Spain who says, Lizzo Doctor was like, you know, Lizzo, we must try to make big rocks and the little rocks. Sorry, I mean, big hamburgers and the little, and the little ones. Hilarious. All right. Fajitas. There we go. Fajitas. That's what I was looking for. The fajitas rocking. Oh, my goodness. Yes, indeed. Let me get some of them, uh, them fish tacos, some fajitas. Uh, we good money. Put some pico on. <sighs> Lovely. All right. The 1619 Project. Um, propaganda. Pure propaganda. And is Ava DuVernay the one that put it out on a Netflix thing? Well, you got a 1619 Project, and then you have the Netflix series. Is it the same? Either way, it's propaganda. You know, I've been hearing that type of stuff that's in there since I was like a teenager. A teenager. When I was around a nation of Islam, guys, and I was, you know, following them. Not following them literally, but just kind of like being around some of these guys, like as friends. They would say a lot of that same stuff. Just the same old uh, um, black woke stuff. They, they put it in um, an academia. It's, it's like they put all the black woke stuff in a little pill and gave it to teachers around the nation and then put it on television. That's all. So I've been hearing all that for years. It ain't nothing new. It's all it's all just propaganda. A shout out to I am Sofa King. We did hilarious who says 700,000 subs, only 1.3 people watching. I don't know, man. It's weird like that. Sometimes you can go up and down. That's just YouTube. You know, so it's fine, though. But shout out to everybody who is watching. Uh, get a video with thumbs up. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And also, go ahead. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please do so. And click the bell while you're at it so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Oh, and that's why I always tell people. Regardless of what goes on, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, my website is going to be there regardless. Okay, the, the website is going to be there regardless. That's AnthonyBLogan.com. A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. That's going to be there regardless. So it don't matter. It can be BitChute. It can be Rumble, Parlor, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Gab, Minds. It don't matter. The website is going to be there, period. The website did not cancel me when my um, my article about HTQ went viral with a million unique views. I think I had like a, a five million. It was a, it, it, it broke my server. Not only did I not get canceled from the website. Uh, from from my host, because, it's you know, it's a, a hosting company that I, you know, it's not like on wordpress.org or squarespace if it was on squarespace it probably would have killed my whole website oh if you want to start a website anybody out there listening if you want to start a website do not use squarespace or any kind of third-party app like that that's hosted on that app you understand so squarespace that's where the america's frontline doctors were at, at first 
you know, the I did an article about them and went viral about the drugs, and that's where Stella Emanuel and Dr. Gold, that's where they represent America's frontline doctors. They had a website on Squarespace, and it got deleted from Squarespace because it's a third party. You know, they control the hosting and all the management of the website, but I have a, a hosting company I do with rather than a third party app like Squarespace that acts as my host. You see what I'm saying? So I host my stuff and I have no problems. When my article went viral about HCQ, they called me to help me make it better. They were like, hey, you got a lot of traffic. You need to get a better plan to make sure that everything is going well. And they knew exactly what the article was. Hey, man, you're going viral on Facebook. Let's help you get that those numbers up. It wasn't a thing like, oh, we're going to cancel you. We're going to remove from up. Nah, they helped me. So do not use Squarespace or anything like that. If you're going to use WordPress, don't use WordPress.org. Use the WordPress um, system on a self-host. That's how you should do it. Yeah, Squarespace trash. Do not use Squarespace. But let me get to the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's an email for Skype. You can be right here in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen and talk to me about whatever's going on. Also, this particular show and all my live streams will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, etc. A link for that will be in the description box. It'll take you to Anchor, but from Anchor, you're able to go wherever you are. You can also search for my particular podcast in your favorite audio streaming platform. Just search ABL Live. I should come right on up. All right. So let's get to it right here. Let's try to start Skype, see if it wants to act properly. Let me see. Okay. Hold on here. Yeah, you could build a website, but you got to host it somewhere too. You got to have a place where it's actually at. And you you could build your own um, server, but that's a whole different ball of wax right there. I may do a server too. I could I could do that. All right. All right, man, what's going on? Magnificent, what's going on? What's going on, man? Long time no talk, man. It's been like, what, six months? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a while. How's everything going with you, man? I see you over there with uh, Right Side Broadcasting. Yes, sir. Doing my thing. Loving it, man. Having a great time. Got to travel the country. Went all over for President Trump's rallies. And then I just got done with the uh, March for Trump bus tour. We just wrapped up in D.C. over the weekend. Oh, wow, man. That's, that sounds like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun, man. I hope it doesn't come to an end, man. That's what I'm calling in because obviously we're dealing with some stuff with this election. I just want to get your thoughts on it because I haven't seen you really talk much about it lately. I know it's just kind of like a waiting game, right? Next thing is we're waiting on January 6th and then something else could happen after that. Just do you think this is over? Just what's going on? I mean, I don't really know. It can go either way, really. I mean, it could be over. It might not be over. I have no way of really knowing. Um, And like you said, it's a waiting game. I, it's, no, it's no more to say about it right now because there's no new updates. It's like, all right, all we can do is just sit here and wait and see what happens. I think, like you said, I think in January, there's a, there's a, um, a, there's a like a, a, a milestone day. And then, of course, after that day, like in early January, you have the inauguration. 
So aside from that, I'm not really sure what else to look forward to or what else I can report on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think people are just trying to stay hopeful and, you know, optimistic because it's a little bit demoralizing when you see people like uh, Mitch McConnell, William Barr not really doing anything about it. Even uh, Lindsey Graham, I saw the video of him like fist bumping Kamala Harris. It make, it just it doesn't have a good feeling to it. You know what I mean? Where people are supposedly in Trump's corner. We know they're not because they're rhinos. But it's crazy to see people even like Fox News, the Ben Shapiro's of the world. They seem like they already just moved on. They already focused on Biden and who he's putting in his cabinet, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because that's that's how it seems, really, because they probably don't see any avenue going forward. And it's a, it's a slim chance, really. I'm not sure what the percentage is, but it's a slim chance. And as the days go on, it gets slimmer because you had the whole Supreme Court action. Uh, then that didn't really go through. So it was like, what's next? Now, I will say this, regardless of what goes on, it'll be still it'll still be plenty of court action as relates to the election and any kind of uh, thing with election security and whatnot. That's still going to be an issue. So. This this is this is going far beyond Biden, far beyond far beyond Trump. You're talking about any future elections, 2022 midterms, 2024 presidential. So this is going to be a long fight. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to get your opinion on this. Where do you see this going? Like, if if it doesn't work out for Trump, where do we go from here as a conservative movement? Because I know you see kind of like the infighting going on. You got one side that's saying don't support Kelly Loeffler and uh, David Perdue. Because they're rhinos, they're not fighting for Trump, they're not going to do anything in D.C. And then the other side is like, you need to vote for them anyway, even though they're not America first, because we got to hold the Senate. And then we got to think about 2024. Who's going to run in 2024? Maybe Trump? Maybe? I don't know. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, where do you see this going from here now? Well, I don't understand the whole thing about um, Loeffler and Purdue. Like, I don't know what people want them to do, really. Like, what, what can they do? They're not even in office. So it's like, what what can they actually do right now? I don't really know. And beyond that, um, if somebody says, let's not vote for them, well, the, uh, they're going to vote on the other side for Warnock and Ossoff. So if you want Warnock and Ossoff, at that point, now you have a Democrat-controlled Senate. So even if Trump were to somehow pull it out, you got a Democrat-controlled House and Democrat-controlled Senate, which, which would pretty much stifle them. He, won't, he couldn't confirm any Supreme Court justices. He couldn't do much of anything that he would normally be able to do. And if you get Joe Biden, you got a trifecta. You got a Democrat presidency, a Democrat House, and Democratic Senate. So like I was saying, this goes way before and beyond Trump and far beyond Biden. This is about the future of the country. And you have six-year Senate seats. So this goes way beyond the midterms. And the next election, 2024, as far as presidential, this goes into the next you know um election two years into the next election so it's a it's really important thing so i don't really understand that whole point we got to make sure that we got the eyes on the prize and don't get so caught up in you know being upset at the outcome or the perceived outcome of the election yeah i agree and with what we just experienced with this election i think it sets a precedent for future elections i mean all they got to do is pretty much have some kind of catastrophe some kind of virus to justify the kind of mail-in voting that we saw before. And that's the easiest way to steal an election. I mean, it feels so elementary to try to like explain that like, if you're gonna have a bunch of mail-in ballots, that's gonna be really ripe for fraud. It's crazy to have to explain that to somebody, but that's what it seems like is 
they'll just keep this virus going. They can have another virus in 2024. They can have any excuse that they need to steal an election and make sure that they always get the outcome that they want. That's right. That's right. That's why I was saying these um legal battles right now, it's going to be years and it's going to go far beyond right now because you can't have any more of this fraud that happened in this election. Yes, sir. And one more thing before I let you get to the next call. What are your thoughts on this vaccine? Is it going to be mandatory? We already saw what they bring in out a black woman to say, hey, black people are safe. It's a matter of time before Jay-Z and Beyonce take it on a on an Instagram live. They're going to have celebrities doing it. Right. We already know this is coming. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be a thing where because they can't come right out and say it's going to be mandatory that everybody has to take it, but they can have airlines like Delta, American Airlines say, you can't board this flight unless you prove that you've taken the vaccine. Do you think it's going to come down to that? Or how are we going to get around this little hurdle? Now, that's a good question. I was worried about that, too. I'm like, OK, because they when I say they, I mean, the government, they have not come out and said that it won't be mandatory, but they've not said that it will be. That's kind of what I'm hearing so far. But um, as far as the government saying it's going to be mandatory, it's not that that's not that won't work because I think it'd be a state, a state to state issue. If anything, and I'm not sure they can make you take a vaccine on a state level either, because now that's intruding in your body. That might not be a real thing you can actually do. But as far as any private business, that's a different story. But see, I think they're going to have a lot of kickback. It's going to be a PR nightmare to try to do something like that. It's going to be a race thing. And you're going to have guys making a real big storm about that. You may have guys on the left that say something about that. So you may have. Companies like, uh, you know, some airlines and whatnot try to do that. But then how about this? What if United says you got to have the vaccine? And then Delta is like, no, nah, you don't got to have vaccine to ride with us. So United, their flight started to go down. And right now you need all the flight attendants. That, you know, you need everybody to be on the plane as much as you can because it's kind of like low traffic, low airport traffic. So if United is losing customers and Delta is gaining them, then it's going to be competition. So I don't really see them being able to do that. And if they do, it's going to be a PR nightmare. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so, too. It's just uh, it's crazy to think that we've got to this point where they've been pushing this vaccine. It's been rushed through clinical trials and all that stuff. And now they know that people are skeptical of taking it. So how are they going to get people to take it since they say there's no way to really go back to normal until a certain percentage of the population is taking it? Well, if you don't have people that want to take it, how are you going to get them to do it unless you incentivize them or create some kind of a program or something where they have to take it in order to to participate, to right. do stuff like I could see them doing it where your kid can't come back to school because haven't they done that in the past with like, I don't know if they did it with the flu or with polio or whatever else. But it seems like they have ways to at least get kids vaccinated. Yeah, I think they might. But that, like I said, it's going to be a battle. That's going to be a big time battle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the hoping that 2021 is a little bit different than this year because this was wild. This was wild, man. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, man. yeah. Before I go, make sure you guys subscribe. Find me on YouTube, Mike Nificent. Also, subscribe to Right Side Broadcasting Network. I'm one of the correspondents on there. And uh, appreciate you letting me come on the channel, man. Big fan. You always let me plug my stuff. God bless you, man. Thank you. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. All right. Great call from my man, Mike Nificent. So you guys subscribe to him right now. And also, of course, RSBN. If you're not subscribed to RSBN yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe to them right away. But yeah, I'm good. I'm not taking it. 
And I think if they try to make that mandatory in any kind of way, it's going to be a serious battle. People are not going to want to do that. They have a really hard time. That, that's that's going to be that's not going to be something you just do. You know, this this is going to be a lot of uh, resistance going on in general in 2021 in a, a legal way. It's legal for me to say, you know what? I don't want that needle in my body. I don't want you to stick that needle in my arm. That's legal to say. That's not an illegal thing to do. Let me get to the next call here. 562, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, 562, who am I speaking to? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is, this is really special. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. And before you go there, I need to have you turn the speakers down in the background or turn your uh, background oh, oh, noise off. Oh, yeah, on your stream? Yes, please. Yeah, sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, is that good? It, we, we good money. Yeah, um... You know, uh, your past two streams, it was like really, really on spot before. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to bring up old stuff? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Like, especially, uh, uh, especially when you're talking about like uh, the whole weed thing and the gay marriage thing. It was really cool because uh, I think a lot of people don't understand like uh, the logic about what they're doing you know what i'm saying right i mean i try to get down to the core of it get down to the logic and you know i show the the eventual path not just not just where you're at right now but where it's going to lead because that's the most important thing in my opinion yeah 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 and um i'm not saying it's like a slippery slope thing but especially the thing about with the gay marriage that you were talking about because their whole logic bringing it up was pretty wrong where they basically said, oh, love is love. You know, if they came about it a different way, like maybe that would have been fine. But uh, it's just kind of like, I, I had a friend, I, I was in high school when the whole gay marriage thing passed by. And they were just like, oh, well, if love is love, like what if you love, you know, like like a little boy or a doll or like, the same thing with marijuana like hey if we legalize marijuana like uh why does that make it any different from uh like heroin or whatever you were saying you know like it's the same thing pretty much right exactly that's what i'm saying it's like it's always going to be the next thing it's not going to be okay we're going to do this and then we're going to stop it's like okay we're going to do this then what about this and that and that and then it's an ongoing thing yeah, it's, it's pretty much uh, kind of like the slippery slope, but not really. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's, it's already happened. I, I've called things that have happened because I was talking about gay marriage. And then I'm like, okay, now you got, you got these little kids out here. What about them? And then they had the whole thing about the, these these drag, these these little kids as drag queens dancing in clubs. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but do you see the thing about that uh, show Cuties? from netflix yeah that, that's prime example right there prime, then people were saying oh this is a beautiful movie and i was crying and all this and that it's like wait a minute well what, what is this really but see people have been so desensitized and they've been you know their, their minds have been they don't, they don't care about it they, they don't care yeah. they, they've kind of been conditioned think it's okay because they, they've been softened up first with some of the other degeneracy and then here comes this then it's not really a big deal because you've already kind of gotten halfway there already yeah, and, and it's not weird as fucking... Oh, oh sorry. I, I don't mean to curse on their channel. But it's not weird AF anymore. 
Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like that. That's what they're trying to push with the whole leftist idea of like, as long as it's like a subjective thing. It's like as long as uh, somebody is okay with it, we should push this on the whole nation. And it's super weird. That's right. Like right. And uh, I've been been watching your channel for a long time and you've always been out here like spitting facts and stuff. So it's pretty cool, man. But I wish like most people would watch. Like I'm not trying to force things on people, but it's pretty crazy. (laughs) Right. It's pretty crazy. The time we're living in right now. That's right, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Um, can I ask you for one favor, ABO? What's that? Um, I wrote a book on Amazon. It's called Once Every Winter by my name, Michael Avila. Would you be able to shout it out on your channel? Well, there you go right there. Say it one more time. Uh, Once Every Winter by Michael Avila. Like, I'm not asking for a handout or anything, but it's just like, it's just something that I wrote like five years ago on you know, I love your channel. You're open to your viewers calling you and having real discussions. Every now and then you do get a crazy caller, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, though. But, I know. I, I like yeah, I like yeah. all callers, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, thank you for having me on our channel, man. You're like a real one. Like, nobody is really asking questions like you are. Like, I, I know your viewers are, but, like, in general, a lot of people aren't questioning what's going on with America. And, uh... Yeah, just thank you, man. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Shout out to the caller. And shout out to my brother, Brandon Tatum, Officer Tatum. Thank you for the super chat, boss. I definitely appreciate you, man. Indeed. I know all of y'all should be subscribed to Brandon Tatum. That's that's the that's like the the uh the, the gold standard on the YouTubes. I'm trying to be like my, my brother Brandon. So shout out to him. And shout out to Wolfgang Dio, who says, I think the vaccine is legit. It could have been done in four months, though ethical standards prolonged it. Most of the research is likely from SARS, MERS, given the similarity. I still won't take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll pass on the, on the vax. I'm good, you know. So that's just not really my wave. Let's get to the next call here. All right, call you online. We're speaking to 617. Hey, what's going on, man? All right, what's happening? So why 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 you why you keep scaring people with the vaccine, man? Uh, what did I say? That was what did I say that was wrong. Well, you 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 link it with the vaccine with what happened in I think it was Tennessee, Alabama, with the issue of the uh, syphilis. That is true, and it was wrong. But but the 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 flu shot, right, uh, is ninety percent effective, and ten percent of the people that take the flu shot got side effects from fever, diarrhea, nauseous. And millions of people take the the uh, flu shot. So, so why you don't rally against the flu shot too? Why you say, hey, don't take the flu shot; it's bad for you. Well, I, I don't do that either. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't. But why nah. you don't make a video about it against the flu shot? Because it, it, it just, it just, it's not coming out right now. The vaccine's coming out right now, and you're not required to take the flu shot ever. But they're talking about maybe you might need to take the um, vaccine as a requirement. It could be mandatory, possibly. So. I'm saying if they want to say it's mandatory or something like that, I'm not going to accept that. Well, well, and, I, and, and, and I'm not done. And also, since it just now came out, 
I'm not sure what the long-term effects are going to be. Now, with the flu shot, it's been out for a while, so we kind of know what it's going to do based upon the, how long it's been out. But this is brand new, so it's a way different thing. Yeah, it's true, true, but this is a worldwide problem. This is not just a problem in the United States, right? So this is a problem worldwide, and the whole world is the economy is about to collapse worldwide because of this problem. So this is not just the U.S. But what's the point, so though? All, but my point that all scientists, all scientists that are working together to make sure that this vaccine is the most effective and have less, less side effects as possible. That is perfect? No. There's going to be perfect? No. There's going to have to make modification along the way? Yes. So what does but that mean? Notion, so what, what does that mean? There's not going to be perfect? Like, I don't we, understand. The, the flu shot is perfect? I mean, I don't know. I don't take it. It's not perfect. So, so you, you, you cannot have scientifically things to be perfect to work 100% to each person. Now, what I, what I, no what, what I meant by perfect. that is when you say not going to be perfect, what does that really mean? Like specifically? Well, they, might, they, might, they might not work in some people. Like we work better in some other people. Or, it, could, or, or it might injure you. Or it might injure you, maybe. Could be, might, they might cause uh, some okay. problems. Maybe, maybe. But the same thing, the old medication do the same. All medication do the same. The people that take HIV medication that now the, the success rate is 97% cause problems in some people. So if, if you want to say that it's perfect, I don't know which world you live in. I didn't say that. Maybe Mars. I, I asked you a question. I didn't, say, I didn't say it had to be perfect. I asked you a question about what does that really mean, it's not perfect. Not gonna be, it, might call, it might harm some people. Uh, okay, but it might harm some people. So study, if you get harmed, then no well, right? Uh, okay. To the pre-trial or probably more. If, if you get harmed by a brand new, if you get harmed by a brand new vaccine, then no well, right? No, 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 no. But let me let me explain to you. More more than two hundred thousand people. That was like back uh, four or five months ago. More people that take the trial, and only less than one percent cause the problem. So so I think it's overall it's acceptable to take this vaccine. Now, if you wanna wanna take it, that's okay. I'm pretty sure some they're gonna they're, it's gonna be mandatory for certain workers, but I don't think it will be ma mandatory uh, uh, for every single person that lives in the United States. Maybe you wanna travel abroad, they might they might ask you that to require you to take the vaccine, just like the test. Some countries you cannot travel, you don't have to take the test. So, so but this nation to making comparison to these issues that that all these experiments that we're doing is just ridiculous. You always why, why, is, it, why is it ridiculous? They, you always come with these basis claims, uh, and I know these. What, what claim? What, what claims that I make that's baseless? I know it's the. I know it's the YouTube channel. Sir, you. sir, the question was, <laughs> sir, listen. The question was, sir, listen. The question okay. was, what baseless claim did I make? Well, the baseless baseless claims in base of you trying to link what that study happened with the syphilis. With this story, you trying to make claims no, of no, see, look, uh, that, medication that you take of this advertisement at two in the morning compared with this. How could you compare with this? Why? Why uh, not? Why, why is it? Why is it wrong to do? It's, it's different because, like I said, a worldwide problem. Best scientists on the world are working on it. What, what does that got to do with it? Again, again, do you do you believe that the future will be advertised the same way that this? Medication advertised at two o'clock in the morning. What <laughs> you made this this crazy comparison because that's your that's your job. Nah, you your don't understand. You don't understand what the you don't, you don't understand what it's about. I'm gonna just talk. You're gonna be quiet. I'm gonna talk. You're gonna be quiet because you know what? When I talk, can nobody hear you? Now, here's the thing: when you have when these commercials that come on two o'clock in the morning, it's for effects that happened well after you taken the specific medication, vaccine, or whatever. Twenty, thirty years later. 
asbestos, mesothelioma. They didn't know that was harmful until way later, years and years and years later. As it's, it's a naturally occurring mineral in their environment. Speaking about asbestos, you know, they put it in your house. They put it in ships. They put it in children's clothing, all of that. It was flame retardant, put it in insulation, all of that. But then years later, oh, well, it caused mesothelioma. Now you can sue. You were exposed to it in 1975. Here it is, 2020. You having problems. So it's about years later. It's the latent effects I'm talking about. And we have no idea what the latent effects of the vaccine are going to be because it just came out. That's my whole point. So you don't know what's going to happen years on the line. And that could happen. Now, am I wrong about that or what? Okay, these these scientists do something that am I, am I wrong about that or what? Like I said, listen to Dr. sir. The question was, am I wrong about what I'm saying or what? And since if you if you weren't listening, the whole thing was this: you can have the vaccine, and then there could be some latent effects that happen years down the line that we don't know about right now because it just came out. Am I wrong about that or what? All right, but that's your claims. That's your claims. Is, is, am I wrong or what? Yeah, but do you, do you listen to those experts that want to the vaccine? Are you listening to Am I wrong or what? Answer the question. Do you listen to the... Sir, listen, we're not going to play this game. So if you're not going to answer the question, I'll hang up and go to the next call. Am I wrong by saying that you could have some latent effects that appear later that we don't know about right now? Answer the question or you can hang up. What, what question are you asking? You're not listening to me. We don't listening. know. We don't know. I just told you. It's not so am I wrong? Or, am I wrong? Yes or no? We don't know. Yes or no? Am I wrong? Yes or no? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But what is the, the solution? You can't say you don't. You can't say you don't know. I say that there could be a problem. Yes, there could be, and that's the whole point. You don't know. That's what I'm saying. You don't know if there is or if there isn't. Therefore, you're telling me I'm right. So, what's the actual problem? You have no. You have no argument to make there. I have an argument. I already told you. You take. The you just said you agree. You just said you agree. So there's no argument to make the vaccine for 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 any other type of diseases it's been getting better after year after year so what is your solution to this problem then is if not the vaccine we have we have drugs that we can take right now that have been tried for a very long time tried and okay, true so gonna, so been around since 1950s be been around since the 1950s since the 1950s you could take it over the counter it's like Tylenol all over the world it's called hcq okay you could take that People have testified that it helps them, that it's been working. It's not, it's not a new drug. It's not experimental. Like we're trying to do right now with this vaccine they just came out with yesterday. I mean, come on. No. you telling me people, Ben Carson took Tylenol, uh, President Trump took... All right, all right. So you're not, you're not cooperating, so have a nice day. <laughs> you're not listening. You can't have a conversation. If you, you can't talk to somebody if you're not listening to him. Like, I asked him a question about three times. He was like, what's the question? Because <laughs> you're not listening. Look, HCQ, I'm going to say the full name of the drug. You guys know what I'm talking about. HCQ has been around since World War II. Many, many years. It's been tried and true. It's not an experimental drug. It's not a new drug. They take it all over the world for malaria prevention, for other kinds of disease prevention. They take it and it works. Why can't we have that over here in the States? And as a matter of fact, they, I, think, I think they just um, reversed the ban on it like yesterday. I think the only reason why they banned it is because Trump said something about it. And then it became, oh, well, we can't have this out there because they're going to take it. And then if they take it and then they develop a, you know, a, a virus resistance, that's going to hurt us. And, and, you know, our efforts are trying to have this, you know, this official vaccine and 
our election plans. That's just my humble opinion, though. Okay. Now, I'll say you can get it now. Oh, okay. So, yeah, HCQ, uh, zinc, vitamin D, basic things that have been around for a long time. You should be able to take that are not experimental, that are not dangerous, and they're also very cheap. HCQ, you can get that generic for the low, low. Not like Ramdesivir or whatever else you got to take after, you know, the time been up for you to really be trying to prevent it. But I digress. 253, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is uh, Steve in Washington. How are you doing? Is this Abel? <laughs> APO, what's going on? Yes. Hey, I, uh, I, I just, I'm not going to be the crazy caller. I want to say I love you, man. I, I follow so many of your videos. And and if you hang up on me, before you hang up on me, I got to know what your flags are behind you because you bring the respect. Are those wood flags? Yes, they are. Those are impressive. I love it. When you first moved and then you didn't have the flags up, I'm like, Oh no! <laughs> but then you got him up on your second or third video, so I mean, so you know I'm a follower because it's like, oh, when you moved, um, oh my gosh, I, I I love tonight's episode. I was just dialing. This is the first time I've ever dialed and gone through, and I just want to say I really enjoy you, follow you on everything, and you are such a common sense person. I I do respect and love you, man. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, it's a, so I don't have a lot of questions. It's like you and I are speaking the same notes, uh, tapping the same chords. I, uh, I, I just, I just want to say I, I enjoy you so much. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Okay, I'll let the next caller come in because maybe they will be the next crazy caller. Love you. <laughs> Bye. I <Bye> know. <laughs> all right, shout out to the caller. Good call. 314, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hey, this is Adam from St. Louis. All right, man, what's going on? Uh, not much. I just seen on uh, Monday, I think they said that the Nevada electors were voting for Trump uh, when they did their votes on Monday. I seen that on right side uh, the other day. Yeah, see, what happened was the, the, the Democrat electors voted for Trump, and then in the GOP, they voted for Trump, too. So you had two sets of electors that both voted for Trump. Now, the way that they're supposed to do, as far as I know, and in the comments, you guys can let me know if I'm right or wrong, but they're supposed to vote for whoever their state voted for in the popular vote. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. I think the objective was to trigger um, a contested election, and that's going to go to a process where it goes to the house and whatnot. But I'm not sure they they're actually successful in that. But that was the whole purpose to have the contested election. Right. And then also there's only one way for Biden to pass that physical. And that's if Dr. Fauci gives it to him, I believe. Yeah, well, I, if Fauci gives it to him, then he probably pass up flying colors. <laughs> right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Have a good night. Thank you for the call. Yep. Alrighty, shout out to the caller. Yeah, if if Fauci mentions the um, that's, that's a physical, he'd be looking like Captain America before he got put in the the, the um the box. All right, let's get to the next one here. All right, call you online. Speaker two seven two seven. Hey Anthony, thanks for taking my call. It's Gabe. Alrighty, man, what's going on? 
Oh, not much. I was just uh, checking in with you. I see you've been talking about the vaccine, and um, I thought I might be able to complain a little bit about the frustrations regarding uh, what's going on with the election. But uh want to start with the vaccine, if you sort of wanted my opinion on it. Go for it. I think there'd be two... There'd be two choices for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I travel sometimes for work. So if I was traveling overseas or, excuse me, to some other countries, like I've traveled all over, I might do the vaccine just because I might not be able to get uh, proper medical attention. But other than that, you know, I'd probably just uh, give a try on the HCL. Hydrochloroquine, is it, and uh, zinc, and uh, the Z-Pack and to let my body um, fight off the virus itself. You know, I'm, I'm not, I didn't do too much uh, research into how that, uh, where is it, the mRNA vaccine? I think that sort of gets into your cell and you produce the antigen and then you create some antibodies against it. I'm not sure what the long-term effects are would be a little bit risky but um yeah definitely that's that that's how i sort of feel about it it's a little bit of a you know it's a rush to get there but the whole world's sort of gone crazy this year as you can see from 2020 it's become like i was just looking at uh like india's what 1.6 billion people their um infection rate has dropped quite low i think their death rate's one of the lowest in the world and if I'm not mistaken, they've taken on that whole attitude of using hydrochloroquine and zinc as a method to um, treat people. So immediately they give that out. And vitamin B, B, what is it? Vitamin vitamin D3 is shown to you know big uh, increase. What about a 50% decrease in your chances of ending up in. Um, in the hospital. Yeah, but see, you know, with uh, India, they, they were already doing that before the virus hit because, you know, that's it's a it's a malaria prevention. It, it's a it's a common third world drug. Africa the same right, way, right? Right. And you know, they're right. outside. It's hot, <laughs> so they're getting the vitamin D from the sun. They're taking the drug already as a malaria prevention. It's a common third world drug. It's available over the counter. It's not like right. a big deal. So they already had it in their system. So that was the way. It was a preventative measure to prevent them from getting it to begin with. So, yeah, that's why you got a real low rate of infection. I mean, if anywhere was to have a big um, outbreak of it, it would be India because you got over a billion people and they're very uh, tightly compacted. You got these slums with like a million people in it and it's elbow to elbow. So if the virus hits, it's going to spread like wildfire, but they're already protected because they already had the drug in their system. Right, so they were doing that, and, and those drugs are easy to get. When I was working in Jakarta, you could buy a lot of drugs just from the pharmacy, like antibiotics, whatever you want to do, right? So I think that that's a good way to go. And you know, there's so much hair on everything that happens in this country. You got big pharma gets involved. They try to slam that drug before. You know, they never really gave it an honest opinion. It was. Uh, getting good reviews throughout the world in many locations, but they'd only push the negative news, right? It's, um, I think it always comes down to dollars, power, and, uh, you know, who, who benefits the most from whichever narrative is uh, pushed. 
sort of unfair, and that's uh, that's sort of how I feel about uh, the current situation with the elections. You know, it's, we get that uh, push from mainstream media. There's nothing to see here. It's it's all been debunked. You know, and at the same time, we can't get in there and say, hey, we want to check all the ballots. We want to check the envelopes. We want to check this. We want to check that. They just won't give access. They just tell you to move on. And, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, that uh, one of the biggest frustrations is to believe that um, 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. I think there were, he was doing a speech the other day or something I see somewhere that what was it something like 4,000 people viewed it so 80 million people vote for you but only 4,000 people are willing to watch your you address the nation right. on your uh, right so it's, it's just so pathetic and 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 the scariest part of the whole thing Anthony is that um, if we just let this slide like it destroys the last republic or democracy in the world. That, that's you right. Know, you got to keep the pressure on because if we let this whole thing go and just say, you know, whatever's whatever, then that's going to be a problem in the future. And it's, it's always going to be a problem. It's like fighting a bully. If you just let the bully just, you know, beat you up every day, yeah. he's going to keep on doing it. But thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you again, Anthony. Bye. All righty. Let's get to some more here. And a number to call, 434-658-1220. 304 you're in the line home my speaker to ABL yes sir alright um, normally I start with an icebreaker I want to give a big up to the chat chat the chat is awesome tonight yes indeed yeah so I got a little notes here um, the quick one is um, isn't the common cold COVID just not COVID-19 but the common cold and the flu is also COVID? Correct. Yeah, it's a coronavirus. Absolutely. Right. Right. So when you say, <clears throat> and you, I feel like he was uh, spitting on me through, you know, when I was, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'll tell you who I am in a minute. Um, you probably already know. Um, and I do have a big conversation, but, um, you know, the Lincoln thing, you started off the whole stream with, right? Yeah. Yeah, that um I'm not sure if um I'm allowed to say this, but what if well actually let me do this. I heard from an anonymous source that the Atlantic slave trade really wasn't based off race. It was based off of like green, you know, money. Yeah, I mean that's that's really what it was. Right. And I don't want to be in, you know, I mean, anybody with some type of compassion when you understand what people went through and actually in places of the world is still happening today. But and I've been through a lot of things. I've been on the chain gang. I've been through through this and that. But, you know, if you it was all about profit. So you could have somebody that wasn't so-called black that could have been you know if you got some you know like say you had Shrek and then a bunch of, everybody would have wanted Shrek and he's green it'd be like man I want him you know I'm not trying to make a joke about it but I'm trying to make a point about it is I really don't think it was based off of race especially back then I mean 
people think that back in the old days, things were, like, not diverse. It was actually a more diverse, I think, in a way. You know, the silk trade and all that stuff, I really don't think people understand. That's all. I don't know. And I always like for you to kind of um, narrate this when I call. But you know what? One, like one thing about the, the slave trade, one thing about it is that um, I was hearing a story about how they would have the Irish and then a black man like on the same auction block right next to each other, get ready to get sold as slaves. And then the black man would go for more than the Irish man because he was bigger, stronger, and he could survive more out in the sun versus the Irish man. He brought right up in the me- immediately in the sun. You know, if you out there picking right, but- picking fruits and vegetables and whatnot, he, he would he'd be more durable. So he was more valuable. Like it wasn't even at, at that point, it was just a matter of who can I get to do this job for the least amount of money for free, obviously, that'd be the most durable. They, they would treat the Irish slaves like trash because they, they were worth less than the black slaves. So exactly that's that's really what it was. Now, people can say that it was barbaric. Of course, like we can judge things back then on today's yeah, standards. Know. We can say that. But this was a norm all over the world. They had slaves in Africa. Africans had slaves. Whites had slaves. The natives had slaves. Asians, China, Japan, wherever they had everybody. Yeah. This, this was a worldwide thing. Okay, so it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You, you exactly. got to put it in the context still of in the back world then. Today. It's still going on right now. It's still going on. Like yeah, exactly. China, China got slaves right now, quiet as it's kept. So I mean, when I was reading and I was learning about like North Morocco. You know, like the Moroccan, like I, that had to do with the actually after the United States was built with the pirates and stuff. Like I was learning about that. That was crazy because they weren't treated anything like over here so it's just you know facts i guess aren't aren't cool anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's right exactly <laughs> yeah no doubt but uh i'm in a dagobah southeast of georgia it's drunken yoda man you know who it is big up to the chat though well thank you for your call man definitely appreciate you yeah man peace all right shout out to the caller yeah, that whole that whole slave trade thing, and it's all kind of fiction around it. And, he, he, and people believe the fiction; they they believe Alex Haley roots that that movie. They think it's a real thing. First of all, it was plagiarized. Like, not only was the movie fiction, it was also plagiarized from a book that Alex Haley did not write, called The African. I forget the actual author, but you guys know because you're smart. Let me know in the comments if you know. But Alex Taylor did not write the book, number one. Number two, it was fiction. It wasn't no net. <laughs> like, do you think that the Europeans could just pull up in the trade boat, all right, and just run in the jungle when you got malaria happening, all kind of stuff. It's hot. You got the people that lived there already with weapons. You think you could just go in the jungle with a net, throw it over people running in the woods and catch them and bring them back to the boat? It's not what happened. It was a slave trade. It was a network of people that would interact with you. The slaves are already be captured, ready for you to go. And then in return, they would get things. They would get uh, hand mirrors. They would get weapons like guns to shoot the other tribes and also capture other slaves with. It was entire kingdoms in Africa built on a slave trade. One of them called the Daome Kingdom, which is present day Togo Benin. Look it up. D-A-H-O-M-E-Y. Daome Kingdom. The, the the whites had to come to Dalmay 
to tell them to stop the slave trade after they had outlawed it in the U.S. True story. Look it up. So, you know, it's a lot of history that is just not told properly. So we're just ignorant to it. And then people go out there and they're screeching and holler because they don't know what they're talking about. They don't understand what's even going on. So they operate from a place of ignorance. That's what makes them go out here and do crazy things. But I'll move right along. 559, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Julian Bono. All right, man. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? ABO? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, what do you think about the, um, I hear people talking about this on the internet, uh, the Insurrection Act and Trump's uh, able to um, invoke their Insurrection Act and the whole tribunal um tribunal thing and martial law what you, what's your what's your thoughts on that i hear about that a lot but i don't really know a lot about what can come as a result of that if they if they do it i don't know what he can what what he can do with that i don't i just don't know pretty much martial law to um over over i guess it trumps the the court system and I guess the military takes over and the military starts to have these tribunal courts or um, trials and they could, you know, um, try people for treason. Everybody who's going along with the, with the, you know, the uh, election, I guess, I don't know if you'd say fraud, but, you know, supposedly you could just skip all that and kind of go around all that. Yeah, I don't know how that can actually happen. I hear about the, I hear about it a lot, but I don't know the specifics of it. How it can actually happen? So, that's not really my wheelhouse. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Well, I just maybe that's you know, let you know your thoughts about that. Yeah, I just I don't really know. I think what we got to really do is focus on just the integrity of the election and focus on the fraud and really get some hardcore physical evidence of what we're claiming. Because I know that there was some irregularities going on. People know what's happening, but we got to be able to say, hey, here's the hardcore physical proof. Here's the evidence. And beyond that, I don't think that you can do much of anything else. Because if you want to call martial law or something like that, it's like on what basis, on what grounds? You got to have the evidence first, like the hardcore physical. We got evidence, but it's like, okay, what do we have that's enough to say, okay, we got to impose right. this? You know, because anybody could come along and say, well, I got evidence too, and then do the same thing to us. So I don't know. I just want things yeah, my, to be be right from the beginning, so we don't have to go down this road. Yeah, for sure. My 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 fear is, what happens if none of the courts listen and they keep throwing this stuff out? You know what I mean? Then what? Like we all see it, and it's all obvious. It's all on their face, but no one's willing to listen or even hear it. Then what? I mean, are there any avenues after that? If no court wants to take it up, you got rhinos, you know, flipping all over the country. Well, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know what the solution to that would be. Okay. Well, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I hear a lot of about it too on the internet. I'm not sure about it, so I guess I got to do more research about it and see what other avenues there are for Trump. No doubt, man. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. For for sure, then. Thank you. Have a good night. All righty. Let's get to some more here. Let's go. Let's try this. Five three zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 
Hey, uh, Anthony, this is uh, Andre calling from Belly the Beast, Berkeley, California. Uh, all righty, man. What's going on? Hey, uh, first of all, congratulations on your your success. I, I was so proud of you uh, hitting the number you hit on election night. been following you for a long time. I just want to give you a shout-out. You uh, you have surpassed the mainstream media in our hearts, and, and you're, you're going to surpass them uh, numerically here pretty soon, hopefully. Well, thank you for that, man. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Well, you, you're, you're the best, and that's why we're all here. Um, but I just want to make this a really quick call because I know there's a lot of people trying to get in. Um, this whole election reminds me, and, and this is going back. Um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an old fart. Uh, my first memory is when JFK was shot. And subsequently, as I got a little bit older, Bobby Kennedy was killed and Martin Luther King. And even as a little kid, I knew that something was wrong with our government and the establishment. I mean, it, it didn't take, I mean, I just knew it in my bones. And I've been known as a conspiracy theorist in my family and friends with my friends ever since. But this election brought back all those feelings from 1968 and, and, and the early 60s, that, that same just pit of my stomach and it, it's it's the same thing over and over again but people just don't see it i mean you do we most of us do that, that follow you but it's just it, it it never ends and and it's it's got to stop somebody's got to put a stop to it mr trump obviously tried his best hopefully uh he he will continue to to beat the establishment but it is the establishment that's killing all of us we need lower taxes, more money in the pocketbooks of you, myself, our listeners, Americans, less government. Why is Nancy Pelosi worth $120 million off of public service? I could go down the list. It's not rocket science. But that, that's all I wanted to say. It's just, a, just to affirm what you're doing and, and say thank you and and, and hopefully we, we all get through this by staying together. And, and you're the, the beacon that we need. Well, thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate the call. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Great call. Very good call. Yeah. You know, the government is, is always is always a battle. There's always battles. There's always fights about the government. There's always, you know, it's, 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 it's a never ending thing, really. You got periods of peace. Then you have periods of conflict. That's all. That's history. That's the nature of man. That's how it always is. That's that's never ever changed. You know, you can get comfy and nice and whatnot in a period of peace, but then when it's a period of conflict, it's like, what are you going to do, and how are you going to do it? But that's that's a, that's the nature of man. Always. All right. Seven one nine. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Is this ABL channel? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Dave. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, I just wanted to call in. I, I sent you an email the other day about uh, the Black National Anthem in Michigan at the electors meeting. Hold on, wait a minute. So what What? Like, what? Like, was that about? I, did, I didn't see that email. Oh, yeah, yeah. What you called, they started that process of um, um, certifying the electors. Uh-huh. And they had everybody stand up, and they said, well, we're going to, we're going to start off by uh, the national anthem, followed by the black national anthem. 
<laughs> wow. And they had the doors closed, and, and I guess they wouldn't let the Republicans in. Wow. I mean, what's a, I, oh, that's crazy. Like, okay, I don't understand the purpose of doing that because, all right, at, at that point, that's a, that's a, that's a symbol. That's, that's a signal being sent. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a racially kind of hostile thing. See, it's, it's one thing to do that if you're, like, at home or at a family gathering or in a place where it makes sense to do that. But in a political situation, when you're about to vote, that just seems right. like it's, you know, racially motivated. And it's, like, kind of a, a signal, like an attack, basically. Yeah, I mean, so why why don't they, you know, sing the Spanish National Anthem and the Irish National Anthem? And then in a couple of years, we'll be singing the Chinese National Anthem. Yeah, that's next. Brush up on your, uh, your Mandarin. Get that together. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I was listening to one of your previous um, uh, folks talking about the flu shot and stuff like that. And from my I understand that the flu shot's only 50%. And... They always seem to pick the wrong strain, so it's like, oh, yeah, well, the flu shot's out. Everybody needs to get it. Oh, that didn't work. We picked the wrong one. <laughs> like, oops. Yeah, I mean, I never take the flu shot myself, never have. Just, you know, believe in staying healthy and, and you know, stay at home when you're sick and not, don't spread it to everybody else. So. Right, yeah. So, I mean, as far as this vaccine that's coming out... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's all good. I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of like the COVID numbers that you see showing up on the on the regular stupid TV, where they say, "Oh yeah, all these people got coronavirus," but they never show. I mean, they keep on bringing that number up and up and up, but they never show what the recovery is of those hundreds of thousands of numbers or millions. I don't know whether we're up to millions yet or not, but right. What do, what do you think of that? What, as far as, like, the, the vaccine, how many of us have it? Well, I mean, yeah, they say, you know, we have they have all these people, um, you know, they've got COVID, but they never show, I mean, that's just a number that keeps on climbing, uh, but they never show the number of, okay, well, now today, you know, it was, you know, X amount, but today all these people have recovered, hundreds of thousands of people have yeah, they, because it's, it's all you know. about just it's, it's a fear mongering really because that the number of those that died I feel, I feel like that's fake too because you know they're, they're counting people that have other causes of death serious comorbidities as virus deaths it's like okay if somebody's 95 years old and they had heart failure and then they catch the virus and die i mean come on like they they, they had they had like a little bit of time left anyway and it, it, you can't say that the heart failure and the age were irrelevant. They could have died a day later without the virus, and it would have been because of the heart failure and the age or natural causes. Yeah. You can't live forever. So I feel like a lot of these people, and, you know, it's, it's not common to have this thing be mass reported like this as far as the cases and also the deaths. It's not very common. It might, might be kind of a violation of privacy as well. So this is kind of yeah. a new thing. And I feel like it's being counted in a way to incite the maximum amount of panic. Yeah. Well, it's kind of kind of like when your callers called in. I think it was last week about a good friend of his that died of cancer, and they put him put him down as COVID. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm I'm here in Colorado too, and I've known of people that had motorcycle accidents and died, and um, suicide, and they counted those all as COVID too. Right. And it's also money behind it because hospitals are getting paid for these uh, virus victims. 
So it's it's a money aspect to it. And then that, that plays in with the media. They're able to report the numbers that were money motivated to push their narrative. And then the virus manufacturers, I mean, the, the virus, the, the vaccine manufacturers, they're able to play on it because people are scared. They don't want to get it and die. Then they rush out and get it and they're willing to pay whatever the price may be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you mentioned about India, you know, getting, you know, their, their recovery rate is pretty good. You know, they're in closed, compact situations. I mean, I've been around the world. I've seen a lot of different countries. But when you think about it, New York is kind of like a slum, like you said, about India. And that's why the virus spread so much there. Exactly. And that, that was my point. It's like, okay, if India does not have this big outbreak, when they're living in these slums where they tightly compact, I'm talking about a million people, Elbow to elbow, very small quarters, living, I'm talking like matchbox, uh, uh, real tight together. If the virus were to just happen in that space, it should have spread like wildfire. But it didn't because they're already on HCQ. It's already in their system. It's available very cheap. They can afford to get it, and they're already taking it. That's why it didn't spread. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got Two or three other things. I, I I know you want to get other callers in. But Bro, hey, I got you know, I, I, I got I got time for one more thing. Then I got to get to the next call. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was looking online and YouTube about Ruby Freeman. You know, one of the voters that were involved in uh, I think it was Georgia. And I guess there's an Instagram going out there about where herself and her baby, meaning her daughter, with the you know the the white or blonde dreadlocks about plan B and then she's asking asking Joe Biden for a pardon. Oh really? Wow. I, I think I saw something about the whole um that whole thing when it first happened. I didn't see anything about a pardon though. That's interesting. Now yeah, if, she did if, an, she if, did an Instagram and, and wrote wrote everything up out about how they did it and what they did and when they saw Donald J. Trump our president, the numbers going up, that's when they decided to go to plan B. And well, it worked. That, that's that's kind of hard to prove as far as that being legitimate, because if it's a screenshot of a post, then anybody can write it and and fake it. So I don't really know if that came from that person specifically. But if they can prove that it did, which that's that's possible, because, you know, when you're talking about the government, the FBI, they can get a warrant and go into your Instagram and see deleted stuff and everything. So if that's proven, then that's going to be a problem for uh, Creepy Joe. But thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, just real, real oh, I'm quick. sorry. I have, I, have, I have no more time. Thank you for your call. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. But yeah, I did see that whole thing with the with the lady and her, her daughter or whatever. But it, that appeared to be fake. Now, they can prove it. Like I said, they can get a they can get a warrant and go in your phone and see your DMs and everything. That's how they got one of the rappers locked up. Casanova, the New York rapper. The police got a warrant to go into his DMs on Instagram. Doing all kind of wild stuff, talking about go over there, sell drugs, do this and do that. It was crazy. So yeah, they can do that and they will do that. Let me get to the next call here. Okay, let's go. Six one five, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, hey man, what's going on? Everything's good, man. What's going what's happening? Hey, it's Eric from Hendersonville, man. I want to say I appreciate you, man. I got my red pill from you, Brandon Tatum, and Candace Owens, man. And uh changed my life, for real. So I just want to say thank you, first off. And second off, I want to say 
that me and my wife went to what the left likes to call a super spreader this weekend, and we had a funeral, and we went to Chicago for the funeral, and the whole family has COVID now. So me and my wife are from Tennessee, so we come back home. Everybody in Chicago is getting it. So I go to get my test today, and they said to me, I I had to get an appointment, right? So as I'm getting the appointment, they said, do you want to be on the trial to get the vaccine? Uh-oh. Uh, no. <laughs> a trial? Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. The trial. Do you want to be a tri- like a trial? Uh, what, what, they want to be a little animal? Uh, yeah, like guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I said, uh, no. So I didn't choose them. So I went somewhere else and got the test done. And you can hear my voice. And I just want to let all, everybody in the chat know, I want to let everybody know that if I have this, y'all don't need to be scared, man. Because you hear my voice is kind of raspy. Mm-hmm. Okay, check this out. Yesterday, I could not speak. If I if I was talking, I sound like the Hodge twins or something. I say like, yeah. yeah. And my voice is real <laughs> jacked up. But then today, I take a nap and then I wake up and I can talk again. And all I did was I took some Mucinex and some vitamin D and I've been drinking Dayquil, man. And if, to let everybody know. If they never had it, if, this, if if it is, I don't know if I'm positive or not, but if it is what it is, it just feels like a, a cat laying on your chest. It feels like pressure on your chest, and that's it. And it messes with my, with my vocal cords. And what's crazy is my wife, her lower back is hurting really bad, and she just showed me a video of Ellen DeGeneres, and she's got, the, she's got COVID right now. She said the only symptom she has is her back hurts. How mm. crazy is this, man? Wow. It don't make no sense, man. It's 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 just weird. And uh, what what is your take on this, man? It's just crazy. How 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 is this flu, whatever it's supposed to be? How's it affecting? It's weird. How's it affecting oh so many people in different ways, man? It's just weird. I feel like it's a it's a um it's a bioweapon, and I feel like it's gonna affect you differently because it's not a naturally occurring thing that happens in nature. It probably was something that they, that they made or they modified. I think they said that, matter of fact. They said it's a modified virus. So they, they took little pieces and, you know, altered it. So depending upon what you got going on already in your body will be how it affects you, in my humble opinion. You're, you're a male, you're a female. If you have comorbidities, if you don't, if you're healthy, if you're not healthy, depending upon what you eat, how you eat, your diet, I feel like it affects you that way because it's a modified virus. So that's probably what's going on. That's why you were seeing these videos in China, people dropping out dead, blunt, throwing up blood. You're not seeing them over here because over there, they, they got a different body, uh, different phenotype, different diet, different environment. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm, that's how I'm looking at it, too. It's got to be. And just to let you know, my sister-in-law is like a COVID nurse. I don't want to say her name or nothing, but she's a COVID nurse, and she's like flipping out right now. She's like scared to death telling us, man, I know what it does to people. I know what it does to people. And I'm like, look, man, I, just my opinion, if this is what it is and what it's doing to me, it, it, it's got to be uh, underlying issues, man. Like if I had heart disease or something, I'd be dropping dead like you're talking about the dude in China. If I had, you know what I'm saying, if I had some kind of a crazy disease or something, I'd be falling out, dude. But I'm a pretty healthy dude, you know. I ain't overweight. I ain't none of that. I'm... I, I'm like you, you know, I'm just living my life normally, man. And every day I take uh, uh, those emergencies, man. I just take my little uh, vitamin C and keep on rolling. 
and I even drink every now and again, and it ain't bothering me at all, you know? Right. So, yeah, so I think it just affects people. It's just crazy, man. You know, they, man, let's just be real. You know, they made it. They made it for this election, and they're trying to steal it. We all know. Everybody Everybody knows it. Everybody's getting censored. That's another thing, man. Everybody's getting censored. Man, we're supposed to, man, come on, dude. Luther told us about this back in the 90s, banned in the USA, man. They've been trying to ban everybody, and now they're censoring everybody. If you say one thing, they take your video down. It's crazy, man. It's just, and everybody, and another thing, before I go and I'll let you go, I know you got to get the other callers, but, man, everybody's getting war fatigue, man. Do not get war fatigue, man. This is a war right now. Everybody needs to stay together on it. Everybody needs to be proud. And just, man, don't let them steal it, man. And if they do steal it, man, 2024, dude, it is what it is, man. We ain't going to cry like they did on their knees. We ain't going to do that. We're going to stand together, band together like we always supposed to do. Yep. That's right, man, 100%. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, ABL, man. Appreciate you, brother. See you. I right, know. Yeah, shout out to the caller. Great call. Yeah. You know, got to keep on fighting. Keep the fight up because that's what they did on the other side. They they definitely didn't give up at all. Hey, shout out shout out to AM1. Is that you in the chat? Shout out to you, man. Thank you for joining us. But yeah, you know, if the if the other side not gonna stop, then we can't stop either. We gotta keep on going. That's just how it is. You know, and get down to the bottom of this whole fraud thing, you know, get down to the bottom of this Hunter Biden uh laptop situation and, and keep it going. You know, don't let the fall don't let it fall off the gas. Keep keep going. All right, let's get to the next one here. 815, you're online. Who am I speaking to? 815, hello. Hey, ABL. Yes, sir. ABL, how you doing tonight, man? Everything's good, man. What's happening? Hey, much love at you. I've been a uh, monthly subscriber to you big way. Uh, I don't know what color my star is now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I'd like to talk about, you know, like – I'm 60 and I, I was a little, uh, I was scared to death at this whole thing. And then, you know, as we moved on, more information came out and we started seeing the odds. And then I, you know, I was like, all right, man, this, this, this whole thing's been twisted. Well, recently my mother, my uh, wife went to uh, be with her mother-in-law cause she's aged. She got COPD 20% lung capacity. Mm. She fell out. She goes to the hospital. She gets COVID. We were like guaranteed she's going to get taken out, right? Yeah. 20%, 77 years old. Wow. They give, they give her redemzivir. Bam. She's feisty as ever could be, right? My wife gets COVID. She comes home. She's 55. And I'm, you know, from watching the odds and some of them, I have like a half a dozen friends got COVID my age, you know, had some complications, nothing crazy. So my wife comes home. I said, you know what? We tried the mask thing for about a day. I said, babe, just forget the mask. But honestly, though, within two days, I got the COVID right from her. Mm. So both of her, both her and I, I mean, it was wicked how fast it was, though. Seriously, it was wicked how fast I got the COVID. Congestion. I did the neti pot. Uh, but the fatigue was a little weird. You know, it was like I had narcolepsy <laughs> where right. I would just fall out for like sometimes 10 minutes. I'd be completely revived and then uh, sometimes for an hour. But what was really interesting was uh, a little bit of exercise every day, nothing crazy. I just took my walks. The more movement, the better instead of laying around 
laying around was worse. But within, I was following around with my wife, and um, she got over. She lost her smell, but she got over. Like in two weeks, we got over. And the symptoms were bizarre as hell. But it wasn't that. It wasn't this. Oh my God! This whole wicked thing. And quite frankly, I was glad I got the COVID then, because the fear that just di- disappeared like this uh, unbelievable, crazy ass stuff. So, but most of the young people I know, which I know quite a few, you know, maybe uh, a dozen close younger people, they're terrified from this stuff. And they're watching me go, I said, look, I'm telling you, I'm going through this. They're like, oh my God, how's this, what's going to happen? I said, no, I'm telling you. I said, friends, this is not that, as bad as it may it out to be. And, and being respectful, of course, of people who have suffered and have the comorbidity and are just taken out. But there's the scenario, you know, here's a, here's a scenario with my, with my wife's mother who was almost guaranteed in all of this, you know, like you were saying how, um, you know, we have these medical treatments and all these other uh, things that could handle this thing. And these young people who are locked up, they're, they're muzzled up, they're, they're, they're terrified to leave their homes. You know, it's such a tragic um, circumstance to see how the mainstream media has sheepled these people into just behaving like uh, robots and following the dictums of all this fear where it's, it's petrified them and broke their, them in their lives as well. They're broke now from all this fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, man. I, I rolled, I rolled <laughs> on that pretty, pretty hard, but you know. Now nah, I hear you, man. I, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy, but you know, the, the fear, I feel like, the, the fear and the things people are doing to try and avoid it and to try to mitigate it, I feel like, are sometimes worse than the virus itself. I mean, how long can we sustain all this mm-hmm. stuff that's going on with the shutdowns and all the mandates? And people people are going crazy over this. And that can be worse than the virus itself. Absolutely. And, you know, like, uh, I'm involved in recovery and everything, and, and people are just taking themselves out more than the disease this yeah. this covid thing yeah hey if i may say one other thing uh i've really been putting some work in so i've been reading these books by thomas soul and this thing about this lincoln and you know this thomas soul he really touched really heavy on how this cosmic justice of going back in the past and trying to paint a picture of something with ideas and a, a vision of the way it should be from the way we know things now. And people, if they could look into this Thomas Sowell, uh, you know, I watched uh, Jason O'Reilly. I read some of his books as well. And since, and I'm reading a new one by this guy called uh, The Madness of Crowds by um, Douglas Murray and how he, how he lays out how all this stuff has been outlined and it's really a good uh, eye opener to seeing how things really, what has been perpetrated on our society through the education uh, system and, uh, you know, the mainstream media propagating all this nonsense. So I just want, I appreciate you picking up my call, man. And I always, uh, I'm a patron and I appreciate you big time. Well, thank you for the call and support, man. Definitely appreciate you.
All right, ABL, you have a great night. All right, now, same to you. Bye. All right, a great caller. And thank you all for being here. If you enjoyed the content so far, if you enjoyed what you're hearing, give me a thumbs up on the video, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. All right. And uh, what else I wanted to some I have something right here I wanted to show, but I must have missed it. Okay. Oh, shout out to AO1. Thank you for the super chat, boss. He says, uh, salute, ABO. Have you seen the CDC dot where they state no virus isolates available? If not, I'll send it if not. I've not seen that. Yeah, send that to me, man, please. And you guys, if you have anything to send me, just send it to my email, contact at anthonyblogan.com. The link uh, for my email is in the description box. Just go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B-L-O-G-A-N.com. And one also says the PCR test is how they manipulate the stats. Okay, got you. That makes sense. All righty. We got some more on the line. And thank you all for calling. If you can't get in, just keep on trying. I'm going to try to get to you as soon as I can. Y'all just hang in, hang in tight. Let's go. Okay, let's do this. 304, you're on the line. How much speaker to? Okay. Hey, you on. You're on. Who am I speaking to? This is Cameron. All right, man. What's going on? I'm down here in West Virginia. Just clicked over on your show. Found you on election night. I want to talk about uh, Hunter Biden. Did Did you know when him and his dad Hunter went to uh, China, there was two cars there when they landed. One was for Hunter. One for, One was for Hunter. It took him to a bank in China. One for his dad. Joe it took him, I guess, to make some high-ranking member in China. It was crazy. I heard that. Yeah, it makes sense to me. That's <clears> kind of <throat> how they operate. You know, you got the 1A, 1A, B. The son gets the money, and the dad meets with the people that make the money going to the son. So they can't say, oh, the money was in the same place with the people that make the decisions. They break it up like that. Yeah, it's com- it's complete BS and CNN. They will not cover it. Well, it, I guess they're covering it now. I mean, who's watching? But uh, have you ever heard of the first here on YouTube? It's the first news network. Yeah. I love I love them. I've been following them since day one. Since they had like twenty thirty thousand followers. My brother got me hooked on you, ABL, on election night when he's doing that map live stream. Oh yeah, man. That that was a Nice to remember. It was a crazy, crazy stream, man. I really enjoyed that. So I thank you for being part of that. Oh, yeah. I was watching you from probably 9 o'clock night night, plumb to you ended. He's he's the only entertaining one. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. You're the best, ABL, man. You ought to run for governor here in WV. I might have to, man. I might have to go back, man, Canal County, and just set up shop right there, go to my my grandma's house and do that. I'm right near you here in Logan County. Okay, you're right there. Yeah, I know about Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey if you ever run for anything here in Dove you know you got my vote, brother. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right, later. All right, now. Yeah, shout out to West by God, West Virginia. Y'all know what time it is. Born in Canal County, ran University, ran West Virginia, where Randy Moss is from. 
uh, Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate, is right out the way in um, DuPont City, which is like the same place. It's all pretty much Charleston. You know, Randy and Jason went to high school together. They were on the same high school basketball team. And it was like watching Kobe and Shaq back then, for real. <laughs> Randy and Jason, like watching Kobe and Shaq. That's how my, my parents, like my parents, all of them, they they were kind of around back then. Like some of my family members, not, not my parents, but some of my cousins that's a little bit older than me, they were around back then when they were playing at DuPont. But my parents, they went to DuPont and they know um, Randy's parents. Or his mother, at least. And I, I told a story before, but one time I was in, I was going to church. I was up there in West Virginia. I wasn't in the, in the summertime. And I was going to my cousin's church up there. And um, I saw Randy's mother. This is when Randy was playing for the Vikings. She had this big purple Escalade outside the church. And the church is like, you in a small town, you in Rand, like a thousand people. No stoplights or nothing. It's just a small town. She had a big purple escalator outside the church and the church was like in a double wide trailer on, on blocks. A lot to unite because the other church had burnt up. So they, they were using that one in the meantime. It was wild. But that's that's ran for you. Love it up there. So shout out to them. Nine five one, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Nine five one. Hello. Hey, Abriel, how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good about yourself. I'm doing well. Um, I just wanted to make a quick comment about, um, I just joined in about like 15, 20 minutes ago, and uh, you were just talking about slavery. And um, I just wanted to comment and say that not a lot of people talk about how even in the South back then in the 1800s, 1700s there were a lot of black slave masters um a lot of um black people who became free um they in return be uh, became slave masters themselves and there were even some um, women who were slave masters they owned like thousands and thousands of slaves and um like you mentioned earlier before too that um you know there were you know uh, people who of uh, different cultures who owned slaves but even Native Americans back then, they owned a lot of black slaves. And that's not something that's talked about, too, because um, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, Natives standing for Black Lives Matter and, you know, you know, being against slavery and everything. But uh, there is a lot of history with the Native Americans where they, they owned thousands and thousands of black people in America. Oh, yeah. And, and the natives, they had their slaves with them on the trail of tears. So when they were forced from their lands, they brought their slaves with them. That's a fact. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I learned a lot of this from, like, you know, like, you know, Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, um, Roger D. MacArthur. I mean, various historians. And these are just things that, I mean, I go to a private Christian school that's supposedly conservative, but they teach a lot of, um, you know, liberal ideologies and, and especially with slavery, they don't touch on a lot of these subjects. I had to do independent research on it. And I mean, I found out there's, man, there's, I mean, there were some books I was reading about how in the South, there were a lot of black people who lived above, like they realized that if, if they were, if they wanted to live like, you know, like the white people in their areas, um, they had to own slaves and, and 
you know, if they wanted to live comfortably. And there were a lot of women. I can't think of her name right now, but she owned like thousands and thousands of black slaves. Um, people would say, oh, well, um, they did that so that they can help their families. But if you looked at the, um, the census, um, they, a lot of them, they captured slaves and they still kept them as slaves. And um, it's just really interesting. And, and even during the Civil War, I mean, um, when when it was like a, they had the Civil War, I think it was like over slavery, there were a lot of black people that fought to keep slavery. And you know, slavery was more more of like a economical type, you know, thing. It was not like a, slavery was not like a, a thing for colored you know, it was like about race, but it was more for economical means and stuff like that. So it's it's really interesting. Um, a lot of Native American people own slaves. And, and, and the other caller earlier, they mentioned that, I mean, you mentioned too, that um, there were a lot of Irish people that were slaves and, and, and they were treated, I would say, even worse than black people. Yeah. The black slaves. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to put in my little five cents in there. And yeah, I think uh, people just need to do their independent research on that. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, so, yeah. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one. I know. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah, the Irish, they were right there with us. You know, I may have said it before, but my great grandfather was mixed black and Irish. Yeah, got a, got an Irish name and everything. But I'm going to go down that road right now. I'm going to get to some more calls here. Nippin, what's going on, man? Nippin, hello. Oh, hello. Hi, Anthony. <laughs> what's happening, man? Oh, can are, you are, hear me? I hear you well, man. You hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you well. Can you hear me? All right. Can you hear me now, boss? All right. You got to get your audio together. Can you hear me? I hear you. I've been hearing you the whole time. Yeah, because something just... Oh, I didn't know you had picked up. All right. Can you hear me talking? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. So what's going on? Um... We've almost cancelled our prime minister, our clown of a prime minister, decided we should have small Christmases. <laughs> so what, what does that really mean? In a way, just meet a little bit of people, not too many. So was, is there a number restriction? Like you can't have more than five people. What if you got kids? And I mean, how does that really work? Um, like you can't meet any more than three households. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, tough times. And I am not taking that vaccine, no matter how much you enforce it on me. Now, are they, do they have the vaccine in UK? Um, yes, they do. Okay. Is it, is it available to anybody or is it just like they're kind of rolling it out to, you know, essential workers and stuff like that? Yeah, only the essential workers first. One sec, ABLM. I need to change the tuning on my thing. All right, let's let's get that together. Here, that's uh, better. All right. 
god. Something's wrong with my headphones today. Uh, we gotta get it together, man. We live on the uh, air. I don't know what's wrong with my headphones. Yeah, it was better the first time around. Something's really wrong with my headphones today. Are, are you good now? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, um, yeah, now, and then I heard that a few days ago, that Vogue Santa thing about not giving the child a Nerf gun. How dare you? Yeah, that was crazy. And, you know, you could tell that he was just against guns. And it's like, it's no time for your political viewpoint, Santa. Just say, yes, sure, you can get it, you know, and that's it. It's, you're, you're a Santa Claus. You're not an actual real person. Look. I'm telling you something right now. I'm I am not the biggest Biden fan. Far from it. But even if I was a Trump hater, a Biden lover, and I was a Santa Claus, I would still give that man a Nerf gun. Right. I mean, because if you are in a Santa Claus in a Santa Claus outfit in the mall, your job is to be Santa. You play along with the kids talking about. This is a little boy. Just say, yeah, you can get a Nerf gun, whatever you want, and have that be that. If you're not really sure, look to the parents and then see what they say. You know, just you can look at them. If they say, yeah, then it's good to go. There's no need for anything else. Who are you to say no as a worker? Yeah, there's no no need in doing that. I mean, if I was his boss, I would have fired him straight away. Yeah, he he did get fired eventually. He did? Yeah, he did get fired. (laughs) Justice. Justice. That's right. And you know, Abraham Lincoln, a racist, apparently. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's the biggest racist. Abolished slavery. <laughs> yeah, in the he, Civil War. Against the, the racists. He's the biggest racist. Can you get the sarcasm in my voice? I, I, I do get the sarcasm in your voice. Absolutely. He's the biggest racist ever. You know, freeing the slaves. And, and, and the first first GOP president ever that started as an abolitionist movement, freed the slaves. That means he's racist. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't say it, but I knew it was coming that something was going to get removed about Abraham Lincoln. It was just a matter of time before it did. That's right. Now, just wait until they hear about what... Just wait until they get to Martin Luther King. Oh, that's coming. I said that before. That's coming. They're going to say Martin Luther King, he was too soft and trying to go along and get along. That's going to be next. They're going to try to vandalize him and remove him. Yeah. They're just trying to remove history. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm, I am not taking that vaccine. Yeah, me neither, man. I'm just, I'm just not really with it. And so, yeah, we are now in the highest tier, which is almost lockdown. In the UK, there's like t- three tiers. Tier one is the lowest tier. In London, we are tier three. So is it going to be another lockdown? Do you think it'll be uh, lockdown again? Yeah. Maybe. Now that there's a vaccine, I highly doubt it, but I'm not ruling it out either. But, I mean, if I was the prime minister, I would go for no lockdown, honestly. I mean, they've crashed the economy way too much. 
Right. Now I feel you. But this is going to cost Boris Johnson re-election. You think so? I mean, I'm not really sure. Maybe, maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't because... Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's weird how that works because, you know, sometimes you think that an election would go one way, then it doesn't. Just like this whole thing with um, AOC. AOC and the whole squad won re-election, which is crazy because she killed a bunch of jobs in their area in New York with Amazon. So it was like, okay, you're killing jobs. Uh, you're pretty much just, you know, styling and profiling on television, but you get re-elected. How does that really work? So it all depends. You know what I would have done if I could have challenged her, which I can't, but I would have ran as a Democrat, got her unseated in the primaries, got elected, and switched party affiliation. Yeah, that would have made sense because out there, they're going to pretty much vote for whatever Democrat is on there. And if you can get a lot of attention, raise a bunch yep. of money, you can definitely um, ouster from that position. For example, if I could run for anything in California, I would run as a Democrat. But the moment I'm elected, I would change my party affiliation to Republican. Yeah, that, that definitely could happen for sure. Yeah. So if, there any, if there's anyone wanting to get elected in California and become a Republican, you know who to, you know who to get advice from, even though I don't live in America. But... You know the drill. That's right, man. Well, I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. It was nice catching up with you, ABL. All right, man. Thank likewise, man. Thank you for the call as always. I shall speak to you on Sunday. All righty, man. I'll speak to you then. All right, now. Peace. Peace. All right. Shout out to my man Nippin for the call. All the way from UK. I know it's like old dark 30 over there in UK. I know it was like super early in the morning or late at night, whichever one you want to say it. Okay, let's get to some more here. And let's go. 661, you're allowed. Who am I speaking to? Wow. Uh, you can hear me? <laughs> I heard you well. That was fast. Hey there, ABL. This is Galena. Or oh. GG Soapbox. All righty. What's going on? Doing pretty good. I haven't uh, haven't been uh, on live in a long time, but I just wanted to comment. I got the uh, the COVID in January, and I met people who got it in October, November, and December of last year. And for me, it was uh, I just couldn't stop coughing. Um, I couldn't stop coughing, and what else was there? Oh, I just lost my. I lost the desire to eat, and I lost the, I didn't want to eat anything, and I didn't want to drink anything. So, you know, it's really not cool to do that when you're already sick. So it was like three days of that, and, uh, and then I was really weak. Uh, but I got rid of it with um, oregano oil, and we had, uh, I've met other people who got rid of it with um, HCQ, uh, or H, yeah, hydroxychloroquine. Um, and then just, you know, take it from there. I mean, I just met a friend who just got it. I gave her some HCQ, um, and some emergency and you're straight, but it's, it's, I'm old enough to remember when they had anthrax and when the scientists said, Hey, we've uh, created all of these terrible viruses. We sure would hate for them to get out. Mm. Um, and, and so, um, 
that's what I that's what I remember. Um, and then I do a lot of I do do a lot of research. So it's clear that this is designed. Um, and then for I think I read somewhere where they have a second wave or some type of different strand in UK or or something like that. And it's just like not only that, but also to know that this mask foolishness. Uh, now they're talking about well, even if you get the vaccine, you can't stop wearing your mask. You still have to wear it. You can't travel if you get the vaccine. And it's like, I believe I remember them saying two years at the very beginning, and it just kind of, they said it, and then then it just went under the rug, and now they're coming out with it. Um, But um, at some point, people, I'm constantly going back and forth on Twitter (laughs) with people uh, because this is ridiculous. There comes a point where enough is enough. And when you give one, you know, give, give in to one thing, they don't want just that. They want all of you. And so, you know, so at least that's the, the position that I take. Um, I, will, I will stand. And at this, pl- at this point, I think people are going to have to have enough courage to be able to put their own lives on the line. That, to me, that is, well, at least I'm here in California. And for businesses, I'm trying to help uh, small businesses stay open. Um, it's it's going to take that. You cannot be a coward if you're going to be wherever you are, unless you're in South Dakota. <laughs> but uh, wherever wherever you are, uh, it's going to take you to have courage and to do what you know is right and stop bowing to this uh, this foolishness. Right, I'm with you. Like the the main thing about life is that it's going to be risk involved. You can't just stay in your home forever. At a certain point, you got to be out there, and that's just life. That's true. That's true. That's all I had. I'm so glad I got you got um got through. Thank you. Well, I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. You have a great day. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you. Now. All right. Bye bye. All righty. Great call. Fantastic call. Let's go. Okay. Hold on. Right here. All right, seven five seven. Who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, Rich Palmieri. All right, what's going on? Hey, man. Hey, uh, I was gonna say, uh, hey, man, it's cool that you're from Portsmouth, Virginia. I'm from Virginia Beach. Yeah, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from that whole area. I lived in the beach at one point, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Newport News. I lived everywhere, but for the most part, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was living in Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how it's been, you know you know being raised in this area and everything so yeah that's cool it's it's crazy man it's night and day if you're in the military you got a, a different life than a local that's kind of how it it's is. a military town that's what changed this area yeah yeah because my parents moved here in the in the 70s and they were trying to get away from new york how it was just so congested <laughs> up there right and they came here and then it just this whole area just grew quick yep but i think it's really cool um that you're from this area. So, you know, you're kind of a voice in this area still, even though you're not from, you're not living in this area anymore. Right. Yeah. But Hey, I was going to say, um, so this vax, this vaccine, um, you know, it seems like all these, uh, countries and America and everything, they're all trying to, it's like the governments are just kind of like lining their ducks up in a row, you know? 
It's like everyone, they want everyone to be locked down. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because it's like, what's even the purpose of this? Because, like, is, is it economics? Is it about control? I think it's about... If they want to give us the vaccine, that's why. They want us to be stay uh, put. Okay. That's what I think. And um, I wanted to ask you, I mean, I'm a Trump supporter, too, but uh, I just been watching you for a while. Like, I haven't seen anyone ask you this question, um, you know, biblically, you know. They say the mark of the beast. So if the mark of the beast, yeah, I said the mark of the beast, how are they going to get the whole world to take something that's the mark of the beast is to make a virus that's airborne for everyone to get catch. So, I mean, the yeah. mark of the, the mark of the beast is, um, I mean, I'm not trying to scare people. I'm just being real, you know, um, someone showed me some paperwork i mean it could be whatever but there's an enzyme called luciferous that's in the vaccine take it for what it is you can look it up but it says lucifer luciferous revelation was it was it 13 chapter 13 16 17 it says everyone cannot buy, sell, or trade without the mark. So it's like you're wearing these masks. They're prepping you. And then you're not going to be able to go into establishments without, like, a vaccine card. You're not going to be able to buy, sell, and trade. That's what it makes sense to me. I just want to know what you thought about that. Well, it won't be the virus, I don't think, because the thing about the virus is that a lot of people around the world already have uh, immunity to it because they're already yeah. on ACQ and stuff like that, like in Africa, India, and other places in the world. And people are going to start to kind of they're going they're going to try to catch on to it. I think what will happen is if they make yeah. um, currency, like if they do like a global currency, and then they tell uh -huh. you to get a chip in your hand to access a global currency, yeah. that'd be the mark of the beast. And I think they probably have a better yeah. chance of being to try to get that done than anything else. Yeah, right. You're right. And that's what um, it seems like. It's like it's it's the beginning stages. But I hope I really hope it's not. I'm praying that it's not this kind of thing, you know. But the government always is prepping with the flu shots. They don't do crap. I've never gotten the flu. I've never gotten the flu shot. And everyone that caught the flu shot gets the flu. <laughs> right. Exactly. They get sick right afterwards. They get sick, and they're like, "Man, I got to take a new flu shot." And they're like, "Why aren't you taking a flu shot?" I was like. Why? <laughs> right. For what? What's the purpose? What, what are we doing? It's like, hey, if they make certain products you take or you put in your house and you think it's going to work and then you got to go buy more of the product. <laughs> right. And so it's just a big money thing. It's it's just really sad. But I just want to say thank you, man, for a lot. Um, I I tried calling a few times, but I'm happy. I made it through, and uh, I, I really appreciate that you're from this area. I know you didn't want to live here for long, but how is it where you're at? I mean, where, I, I where did you move to? I live in East Tennessee. East Tennessee, and it's yeah. a lot better. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's, it's great out here. 
um, it's a small, it's a small area, but it's big enough. It's not like too small. I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. It's a nice city, cool downtown area. One thing about that area, it's no downtown really. I mean, you go to Norfolk, uh-huh. but you got you got Granby Street. That's pretty much it. Uh, Virginia yeah. Beach, ain't no downtown. Nemo Parkway, all the courthouses, or you go down the beach, the oceanfront. So it's yeah. an actual nice downtown area. You're not gonna get shot like you could be in Norfolk or Portsmouth. So it's beautiful, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Norf- it seems like doesn't it seem like Norfolk's trying to be like Richmond, Virginia. Like they're like yeah. a little town. They're trying to trying to be a city, but it's just not, not built to do that. It's too. It's too. Norfolk is just too old. It's an old yeah. old city, and it's too small. It's a, it's an old shipping port. That's what it is. It's not like a city city where it's meant to really be growing. So it's just weird. Yeah, they're patching the ships up as much as they're patching the buildings up. That, that's right. Exactly. In the, in the streets, <laughs> they got all these potholes. Oh, the potholes are crazy! Like, like two sixty four. Norfolk, man. I used to say, man, I gotta buy some new tires now, man. If like like two sixty four was terrible, I was watching the news a few years back, yeah. and then people were complaining, talking about my axle snapped on sixty four. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> you don't you don't miss uh, Don Slayer, news reporter? Nah, I don't miss Don Slayer, Andy Fox. Andy Fox was cool, but you know, the, the, yeah, you know, all, all the drinking. It's like, all right, Andy, you gotta slow down now, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. good you got out. You just got to realize, you know, this area where I'm at, you know, it's you you probably thought ahead of it. You're you're not too far from my age, but it was good you got out. I've been thinking of ways trying to figure out, hey, where could I go, you know, and like, you know, go travel and see what things are like. You know, but um I don't want to take up too much of your call. I want to be, you know, Real respectful, and uh, I just want to thank you. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Like, yeah, Norfolk with them potholes, man. Okay, you got two sixty four, the little interstate, right? It's like a circle, and then you can go two sixty four, like on like by like on Norfolk, and then go crossing the Virginia Beach. Now, Virginia Beach 264, like going from the oceanfront all the way down to Norfolk, it's beautiful. It's great. It's no problems. It's nice and smooth, nice paved. At least when I was there, it might be not the same way no more. But crossing the Norfolk 264, ah, the potholes, you're damaging your car. I've never seen anything like that before. I've not seen anything like that since. It was crazy. I mean, the, the roads were horrendous, terrible, awful. You know, if it was snow, they put ice. And, of course, when you put ice on the, on the, on the asphalt and you got snow, it's going to cause um, the road to get damaged. And if there's any kind of potholes that got patched, it's going to release the patch. It was a mess. I would just totally avoid that. I would just, I'd rather would drive Virginia Beach Boulevard all the way rather than go on 264. But that's a different story. Now I digress. Let's get to some more here. Okay, let's go. Um, hold on. Let me try. Okay, I'm gonna get to a call. Y'all just hang tight. Okay, here we go. Four one six on the line. I'm speaking to. Four one six. Hello. Hi, Anthony. It's Cigar Box. Cigar Box. What's happening? Uh, just uh, something. I don't want to say triggered, but because uh, it didn't really trigger me, it just made me think about something. And that was a guy I phoned in earlier. Was talking about having the the black national anthem, and 
it it got me to think about how you know everybody comes over from different countries and they don't realize how much they change from their heritage uh, i realized this when i got an irish background when i had relatives come over from ireland totally lost in what i thought was my heritage and they they didn't understand like the food that i thought was irish food and stuff like that <laughs> and yet i heard about this with other people, other friends that I had, like some Italians and stuff like that. And it made me realize that this is the stuff where not to be hyphenated as our uh, nationality. Our nationality is, well, you're American, right? I, I think African-American is a total loss on you to be called that. It's, and, and it's, it's not a thing that's even accurate because, I mean, I'm not from Africa, never been to Africa. I don't know anything about Africa aside from what I just read and just know from, you know, research. I'm not an African. I'm an American. So this whole dual thing is weird. And if you if you want to use that term for anybody, somebody like Storiz Theron or um, Elon Musk would – uh -huh. Makes more sense because it actually came from South Africa and then came to America, so it'd make more sense for them. Yeah, it would because uh, if I were to go and live in Ireland now, I would be lost. Uh, they would just say, "You know, you're a total foreigner," and I could say, "But I'm Irish background." <laughs> they say, "Well, yeah, it sure don't look like it, man." Right, and it it wouldn't. So uh, basically, that's all I got. I just think that we gotta stop separating ourselves. That's what's making everything worse, right? Uh, it's it's given the uh, government. I swear, the government, our government, and the American government are just dying to whip up everybody into a frenzy so that we're at war with each other, so that they can do anything that they want. And the racism is their perfect little thing to do it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go now. Thanks for taking my call. It's been great talking to you. Goodbye, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Bye. All righty. Great call. And thank you all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. So if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the show, please give the video a thumbs up. Share the video. Like the video. Do all that good stuff for me. I'd appreciate it. And um, if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Hit the subscribe button right now and click the bell as well so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All righty. Let me see. I'll take a couple more calls and then I'll wrap it on up, put the bone on the top. Let me see. All righty. Yeah, I don't get lost in the whole... Um, the, the black African thing. I'm an American. You know, if I go to Nigeria right now, they see me as an American. They might see me as African just by looking at me, my face. But when I open my mouth, they know, oh, that's an American. Okay. 484, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, can you hear me clearly? I hear you well. What's I, happening? Uh, uh, nothing much. I was, uh, I was listening to one of your calls when you guys were talking about uh, Virginia. And honestly, I lived in Norfolk, Virginia. And honestly, those houses, those apartments, it, it, it was a mess down in Norfolk. But it's like a lot of people said they were trying to clean it up. But it just seemed like they can make it look as nice as they want. But it seemed like the vibes still haven't changed down there. 
Yeah, Norfolk is you know, and the thing about Norfolk is that it's like a it's 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 a, it's a tale of two cities, really, because you got um, south of Willowwood Drive, ghetto. North of Willowwood Drive, before you get to Ocean View, is real nice. It's like a little it's like a little pockets and nice areas, but yeah. in, in in the majority of the city, it's just real ghetto. It's like a, a miniature New York City. It's just real ghetto. I don't like it. Yeah. I kind of figured that out when I went down to Norfolk. I was down there for six months. I was just like, you know, and I just, <laughs> I just didn't like the vibe down there. So I was when I left. I, I didn't. I don't. I didn't have any regrets. This was five years ago, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's still the same. And most of the apartments were really old and just. Yeah, it's it's an old like, city. Nah. I mean, it's real old. It did, you know, like you got to go out to Chesapeake and stuff like that, where you got newer area that had just been developed. But Norfolk, nah. Got it. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to talk about with the slavery thing that somebody brought up earlier, like, yeah, I I wouldn't put a pass on it. Like, um, everybody owns slaves because with the slavery, one thing I've thought about it for years, it wasn't just about race. I I felt like there was more to it. Like, it was people who had money over people who didn't have money. It was like basically it was just green privilege. That's what I like to call it. Like people who were rich. Exactly. That's that's what it was. It was really just about money. That's 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 the way it is nowadays. I mean, if you got money, you have a different type of lifestyle over those that don't. And, you know, people, they try to divide things about race and everything else. But people are more similar than dissimilar if they just take a minute to look past all that color stuff and look at the reality of the situation. Exactly. And I thought and people who want to bring up that race topic, I said, I tell them, I'm like, I'm like, OK, well, Okay, so I tell him, how do you feel? You, oh, well, I feel like when they say something stupid, like, like for instance, like some black people I know, when they start saying something crazy, like, oh, white people this, oh, white people that, I was like, okay, well, number one, look how many successful black people are out here. Look at the NFL, the NBA, look at Tyler Perry, look at um, LeBron James, look at all these successful black actors. Look at Barack Obama. And most of them, most white people like those people. And it doesn't even matter. Race has nothing to do with it. But the race, like you said, it's just nothing but a distraction from the real problem. That's right. 100%. And the government, oh, the government is just, they're at war with each other. You know, the, especially the squad that they have turned on Barack Obama. Who else did they turn on recently? I forgot. They said they turned on somebody else recently. I forgot the name. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, and I've seen and I've I've watched AOC and her talking, her her speaking. Oh my God, she just has that evil look in her eyes. Like she's you, she, you can see she's extremely radical. Like you see it all in her eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, just, it's it's there. And you know what? I feel like before she got elected, she might have been a regular person, just saying, "Hey, I want to be in politics." And now that she's out there, you know, now she got this. She kind of drunk with power. You run all these radicals, and you become more radicalized. Than you were before, you know. That's that's kind of what's going on. And then, if she got reelected, rest of the squad got reelected. They're gonna go on a tear. It's crazy. Oh God, that's the worst part when they got reelected, especially with all the, of all the the um the violence they were inciting back in back in the summertime. Saying, especially with Ayanna Presley saying, there needs to be as much unrest in the streets as possible. The riots should continue. I was like, seriously. I was disgusted when I heard it. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, a, a Congress, the government inciting violence. I was like, "Yeah, these people, these people should, should go to jail." 
just the fact that you're a position of power, you're on TV inciting violence, knowing people are going to listen to you. That's right. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to say. One more thing I wanted to say. I was watching a documentary, and they were talking about how China, most of the virus that hit, that hit the, um, that hit the, uh, most of these places that were really affected by the virus were like already infested, like Chinese communism. And they said Chinese, China has concentration camps in, in different countries where it's like rehabilitation that they're trying to do to people. So it was, I gotta watch the rest of that, but it was pretty, it was pretty gruesome because those people have been there for years. There's people who've actually escaped and just, they just don't want to talk about it at all. Right. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll uh, thanks for answering my call, ABL. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. How's it going? All righty. Shout out to the caller. And thank you all for calling. If you if you couldn't get in this time, it's not my fault. You got to blend the white man. But thank you all for calling in tonight. That'll be a wrap for the calls. I will be live again on uh, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, of course. I'll stream from 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. And I got super chats on that. Then I wrap it on up, put the bow on the top. Thank you all again for joining. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff for me. Uh, we got super chats to read, and then I'm out. Let's go back to where I was before. Let me see. Shout out to Stacey Felice, who says, there's more snow outside now than on Hunter Biden's coffee table. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Shout out to Wolfgang Dio, who says, China was vaccinating before it was safe. Eh? Uh, Wolfgang also says, I think the vaccine is legit. I read that one. Uh, Julian Bueno says, Officer Tatum went biblical in his last stream. Pa Pastor Tatum. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my brother, uh, Pastor uh, Brandon Tatum. I think it's Wolfgang who says, 2 plus 2 equals 100 in human machine binary interactions. Uh, stand up or stay silent says, I love you, ABL and Tatum. Ivan, we don't want the vaccine. You take it. 100. Uh, Wolfgang says, I want speeding to no longer be a citable offense. Driving fast by a school is reckless driving. Criminal, stay out of my life. What's that, you, ABL? Um, nah, speeding, you got to have speeding be an offense because you ain't trying to have, you know, speed racers out there just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah, you got to get out the way. Uh, stand up or stay silent says, dude, you take the vaccine. What in the world? LOL. Speaking about your boy, Ivan. Uh, thank you to Sam Shepard for your donation. Thank you to Wolfgang who says, Next step in presidential next step in presidential election is January 6th. I think it is best to figure out the election F word since we have to secure the Georgia election and campaign Georgia. Also, we go back to normal when we stop pretending uh, the virus is smallpox. Go about life. Like, that's a good one. It's not smallpox. It ain't polio or nothing like that. Go about life like normal. Wear the mask if you wish, but start arguing back. Yes, correct. Uh, Lady B0511 says, we have until noon, 20th, January 2021. Check out Stop to Steal US. Happy early Christmas, everyone. Thank you for that. Wolfgang says, uh, all vaccines today are pretty safe. However, that is relative to their virus. The flu is not as deadly as anthrax or smallpox. I have taken those. Good point. He also says, avoided for Jorgensen. I ain't quite. <laughs> Brian Heck says, I have a video on my channel called Leave, change, share the world that I gave as a speech to the National Space Society. The first the first six minutes are best. I'll check you out. 
What's your name, boss? Brian Hack. I check you out. H A C. Brian Hack. That's that's a great first name, by the way, Brian. And let me see. Shout out to Julian who says forget forgot to call about forgot to call out Officer Tatum for only dropping twenty in super chat. We hurt rich Tatum. Come on. <laughs> Uh, David Delasco says, my friend Jose Aliaga, he witnessed voting fraud in a TCS center in Detroit, Michigan, and he has an interview on YouTube about it. All righty. Wolfgang says, the mRNA vaccine is pretty genius. It acts just like the virus and has your body create only protein spikes, which the immune system fights. Just that, just that part. Um, also, coming cold includes COVID, rhinoviruses, even the flu. Let me see. Ray says, turn limits for Congress and uh, Supreme Court, 20 years tops. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be controversial about the Supreme Court. It's going to be controversial. Um, let me see. Butt versus Windshield says, the fight for the soda of Seattle on YouTube's now, 90-minute dot on the ills of the West Coast. Follow up on Seattle is dying. I want to see that. Definitely. The fight for the soul of Seattle, a.k.a. Freeattle. I'm going to search that right now and queue it on up so when I get ready to watch, I'm going to be able to watch. Well, that's, that's a brand new jank, straight from Como. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching that. Uh, let me see. Matter of fact, I'm going to bookmark it too, just so I make sure I don't close the tab. Wolfgang says, martial law is the military in charge of governance. No, military is a totalitarian organization, never can be democratic. I'll leave it out of this. Uh, when we get the common cold or flu, we usually have two or more viruses at the same time. So perhaps the COVID test works, but there may be other viruses. Oh, I took a picture with Mr. Joe Biden from 2010. Sonia says, we must band together to fight the mail-in voting. Also, I'm looking for conservatives from New York City. I can interview for my podcast episodes anonymously if they prefer. I'll put my link in the comments. Yeah, you can't put links in comments, but you guys can go to her YouTube channel. Uh, Sonia's Scrapbook. You guys recognize her from the calls. Very good caller. Her channel is called Sonia's Scrapbook. So, if you want to contact her, you know, maybe do an interview, you can check her out there. And I'll put the name in the chat. You guys can search. Justice Smith says, if you don't take the vaccine, then you ain't black. <laughs> Wolfgang says a few things. The worst place in cities tends to be MLK. Drive. Facts. Big time facts. That's where you might get shot the first. It, it immediately is MLK. If somebody says, hey, I live on MLK, come through. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I think the mark of the beast could be could abstractly be desire driven vengeance, whereas mark of wisdom could be would be justice. Eventually, it turns to chess stars. I was stationed in Norfolk. Remember two sixty four? Yeah, two sixty four. That was, you know, that that was the way. And uh, speed racers are reckless drivers, not speeders. Kenneth W, thank you for your thumbs up. Definitely appreciate you. Jake Hedge says, "Why why didn't you talk about a Texas secession?" Should Trump run the Republic of Texas? Would you join? Well, I'm not sure that's really a story yet, is it? I don't know. That's just people talking that they might want to do it. And they, they already been, they were already that before. They, they kind of just would be going back to what they were previously. Um, should he run it? That it, He could run it. Um, I probably wouldn't. I don't know if I'd join. I, I wouldn't mind joining. But I like where I live, so I'm not really sure I would move. But, you know, shout out to them if they want to do that. Mate in Japan says, a bit off topic, but check out uh, Viva and Barnes podcast about the SCOTUS ruling. 
And Charles Turner Jr. says, on a subject of free Seattle, they defunded some of the Seattle Police Department. Now some wacko commies want to do the same to the King County Sheriff's Office, our largest county by population. Terrible. So not only did they want to hit the city of Friato, they want to hit the county surrounding it. Terrible. But that's how they do. Because they realize if they can defund the city, then they can defund the county. So the city can't rely upon the county to do any kind of policing, which is probably what they would do if they defunded the police. They're going to try to just push the burden on the county. Terrible. All right. That's all I got for tonight. Thank you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. Shout out to the mods. Uh, Charles Hunter Jr., Zedatrice Kane Sword, thank you, boss. Um, Rapper 10,000, Killer Sushi. All you guys, you guys do a great job. But I'm out. I'll be back live again on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. And this particular show and all my live streams will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Anchor, wherever it is, a link for that will be in the box. You can also search for my podcast on your particular platform of choice by using the search term ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And thank you to Jake Hedge for the last man super chat who says, Love you, ABL. Join Republic of Texas with me. <laughs> hey, you know what? I was just in Texas recently and I like it. I was in Dallas. Shout out to Dallas. I like Dallas. I like I like Dallas. I've been to Dallas and El Paso. I want to go to San Antonio and Houston too. So I, I enjoyed my time in both places. Really, really good people, good food. I, I enjoyed it. So I like to visit, but I like where I live too. So if I can get a dual citizenship between Texas and the US of A, then I'm with good money. All right. So that'll be a wrap for me. Until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.